Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live in the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Moses Grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R I A M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. The What's your favorite show? radio station? I from the garage. Look at the cycle logs into this shit. Don't drink Seagum's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? Hey, John Hulland, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Live from the Barrage on Radio Nope. Hi, everyone. What microphone are you on there, special guest? I have on this mic. Uh, try again? This mic. Oh, hello, Mario. <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? I don't know why you're here so early. There's a knock on the door. It's a quarter to the eight. It's Mario. He's always late. <laughs> well, you're late by design, kind it's, of, because, you know, no one could take three hours of Mario, but... It's Taco no offense. Bell that he just ate. <laughs> it's Taco Bell. They, they jipped me out of my nachos. There was no nachos. The box is supposed to come with the, the, the crunch wrap and two tacos and the nachos and cheese. Right. I didn't get notches. The guy handed me the box through the drive-thru. He says, everything's in there. You never believe them. Always it's check. Cryptic. It was screw cryptic. The, screw the guy behind you. Screw the Taco Bell employee. You sit there and you check that order, goddammit. You sent out the APB on the wire. We need help. Uh, I did. People are missing. I'll tell you what's happening. First of all, welcome back to Live from the Barrage. And thank you, Tree, Tree with Preemptive Pre Strike, which you could hear every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, right here on Radio Nope, right before our show, Live from the Branch, on Radio Nope, coincidentally enough. And uh, we're back, and uh, it's Friday. We have a big show. We have AP Mike from the Best Show calling in, completing the triumvirate of Best Show um, guests. This is like a, a movie. And a those people who listen to the Best Show, uh, I haven't listened in a while, would know that who AP Mike is the associate producer of the Best Show. Of course, he's involved in the show, oh. and he gets pulled into the, the mayhem. Associate producer? That's correct. That, That's what that AP means. That was my means. question for him. Now you ruined it. <laughs> what does AP I stand for? Is your question? Associated Press? Oh, or my God. A, a cursory Google, sir. Appealing would person? Right. <laughs> Could be a, well, a many things. that question. Scratch that off. I'm, <laughs> That's my a, seven questions I got for <laughs> AP Mike. <laughs> the reason Mario is here so early, and Ryan is also here. Hello, Ryan. How Hello. are you? I'm hey, good. Ryan. Is that uh, Patrick is uh, his jet set it off to... Toronto for some reason I think on a, just a, uh, for a goof for the crack on a lark just because he could uh, Brian Musikoff is in like Block Island or something Block, Block, Block Island yeah where is Block Island Block we were trying to figure, is it is it a it's off uh, Long Island it's off Long Island you got to take a ferry you got to take there. a ferry it's it's way out there though is it I mean yeah. you got to go way out there because. Then what if you're stuck on this island and there's like a storm or something? You're just screwed? Yeah, there might be enough food for like a week or so, but then after that, you're pretty much dead. Right. Wow. I'd yeah. like to see a remake of Gilligan's Island with uh, Brian Musikoff in it. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to see him dressed up as? Anything that makes him wear a hat is fine with me. And Tommy Rockstar, by the way, is, uh, told me, he, he wrote to me, I will be on time. 
And then he just texted me a little while ago. I'm just leaving Williamsburg. Best I could do. So there you go. Tommy on his way. That's how it goes. I thought I was. You notice I didn't respond today. I when you said everybody try and make it here on time. I, I didn't respond because I just didn't think there was any way it was possible. Right. I left work half an hour late today. I still made it here 15 minutes early. I don't know how that happened, but here I am. Yeah, you did it. Oh, Emmy nominated uh, Ryan. I'm a, I'm so proud of you, sir. What happened? Hold on. What's the matter there? We're holding. Uh, are we back? I think so. Let's see what the chat box says, because, yeah, I tried to fix something. Maybe it worked. I don't know what's going on with this freaking looping lately. That's that's totally not on my end. I'll tell you that. Are we back, everyone? Thank you. All right, we're back. Thank you, Bob. Go ahead, uh, whoever was talking. <laughs> I was congratulating Ryan. I, I saw a post, congratulations, Ryan. I didn't know what I was congratulating for, but it seems that you've been recognized by the Academy, uh, sir. Is that true? Uh, it's true. I... This week, yesterday. Not the Academy. The Academy is movies. It's, really? uh, it actually is the television Academy. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yesterday, uh, I found out I was nominated for an Emmy. First time ever. Yeah. So, wow. So uh, When I start clapping, Mary, you have to clap, too. That's uh, the way it yes. goes. I, I'm not... I'd like to thank uh, Leslie Bloom. And, uh, <laughs> He's got a list. And uh, Nick <laughs> Seaman, two of the greatest co-workers I've ever had. And uh, especially like to thank. My associate, Mr. Fang. Yes. Mrs. Fang. No, don't say that, Mario. I What's wrong with you? I don't say do that. that. I couldn't do it without you. That's not how... That's not how uh, I'd like to thank Pat Walsh. It works. Uh, he's really helped uh, boost my career. I'd like to thank Mario Asaro. Uh, he's uh, ruined every Friday night for the past four years. Excellent. And I'd like to thank Tommy Rockstar. Uh, he finally made a T-shirt that fits, <laughs> but it fell apart in the wash. <laughs> And I'd like to thank uh, one of my best pals, John Houlihan, uh, for. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Sean? Uh, Sean? Not getting Houlihan? air conditioning in his garage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Very and my good. wife and kids, by the yeah, way. Yeah, them too. Why yeah. not? Sure. Congratulations, Ryan. Nice yes. job. Yeah. Nominated for an Emmy. It's not even like um, it's just like Sound Team B. It's your name is there and everything, along with uh, Mr. Fang of Dubious um, now, Gender. Tell me, tell me why we can't say that. Educate me. We're just not sure. I'm not politically correct. The other day when I was at work, we I, don't know. You I have to ask Mr. Fang well, what I, he I, wants to do. I called him Mr. Fang. It, to me, it's like a Star Trek thing, I, right? Because I sit at the console, and to me, it's like the Enterprise. Yes. What we're talking about is Mr. Fang is actually going. Well, I don't know if does he want us to talk I about this. He put it out in public. He's yeah, going he, through I, the transition I because I told him to be a woman. Because okay. I told him on Monday morning, it's like, hey, uh, I didn't really talk about it with John, but he uh, he mentioned it on the air. Um, I mentioned and, it to like kind of give him the support. Right. And he was like, oh, absolutely. It's great. So we're free to talk about it. Yeah, I However, figured it was he's cool. He's not keeping it a secret. Yeah, no, he's put out videos and, and things and right. like, hey, ask me anything about it. So I figured it was kind of okay to, to speak about it. So, so. I, I called him Mr. Fang the other day and uh, I said, uh, so do I have to stop calling you Mr. Fang now? And <laughs> and he said, no, you can still call me that. That's absolutely still call fine. call Mr. Fang? Okay. I like yeah. Mr. Fang. It's, 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 uh, so he'll always it's cool. be Mr. Yeah. Fang to you. No matter what, uh, whatever. If it ever bothers him that, I, then I'll stop calling him that for yeah. sure. D d certainly, Mario, Mrs. Fang is not the I proper mean, alternative. Ms. Fang, you, right? You never actually called anybody by their proper name, anyway. Yeah, so that's you true. You called me Brendan for the first <laughs> eight years I've known you. Fang, Fanget, Fanget. How about that? Oh no, uh, no. I yeah, don't think you understand how anything offensive. works. I actually Googled it, and Mr. and Mrs. are being challenged. There are actually seven ways to address a person now. To uh, fall in line with our new modern world. Let me see if I can guess them. 
Um, you talking what, about the pronouns and stuff? Yeah, like, instead of saying he, she, yeah. or Mr. Miss, there are new words. Well, there's like they, and they try to, uh, you know. No, no, new, new made up words. Made up words. Every word's technically made up. <laughs> I, I should have brought the list. What, like cis? Like a cisgender person? Is it a straight guy, right? Yeah. Uh, straight person? Something that falls in the middle. That doesn't, or, that doesn't per- require normal, male whatever. or female connotation. Can right, you, can yes. Can you give us an example? No, I did not bring them. <laughs> all those, I don't know what you're talking. All about. those papers in front of you. You don't have the examples. I'll I'll pencil that in for next week. Right, pencil it in. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> Pronouns <laughs> for gender confused people. <laughs> Got it. Jacques in the chat box saying Mario says a bunch of goofy shit. Then he reveals that he's actually read up on gender identity. It's, you're a mystery, he said. At least you read up on it. Good for you. I think it came up at my sister's house for some reason. I don't know what happened. I'm uh, proud of your uh, of you wanting to educate yourself. It's inspiring. I, I want to keep in in touch with the times. You know, right. I don't want to <laughs> fall behind here. I don't want to be behind and all the new and exciting things that are happening in this brave new world we live in. Kyle's right. This is definitely the show that we should should tackle gendered pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is the forum right here, live from the broad on Radio Nope, is where we're gonna we're gonna break through the walls. Call in. The number is yeah seven one eight five seven seven two seven one six 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 six. So what? Sexy question. What? What was the Emmy for? You didn't say what what it actually was about. Best actor. Was it the O.J. Simpson trial? It is for what is it? You don't remember what show you? No, I know what show it's for. I don't know the name of the category. Audio. It's best sound editing. Editing, sound editing for a nonfiction uh, special or movie. So this was for a documentary called Cartel Land. And by the way, I have some of the foley you did right here for the sound editing. Here's go ahead. <laughs> Very nice. Subtle. Much, that was Subtle. a whole documentary. <laughs> it's a great documentary. You have to hey, see. Hey, get away from my cartel. So it was it was nominated for an Oscar earlier this year also. Wow. Somehow. Very good. Yeah, so I guess it was released in theaters and then they put it on A and E. A and E produced it, so I guess that's how it gets an Emmy. Right. But um, Yeah. Can I can I just tell tell you what a shitty person I am though? I would love you to hear it. Despite this great thing that's happened to me, um, I'm actually upset because I didn't get nominated for making a murder, but everybody else did. Right, I that's mean, the O.J. Simpson my, no, show. No, it's the one with uh, oh, Stephen. Uh, yeah, the one everyone was Stephen freaking Adler. out about. <laughs> Stephen Adler. <laughs> Stephen Avery out in uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Stephen uh, Adler. Who was a, apparently framed for a crime he did not commit. Or so, so they say. So they say. Or so they reveal. Right. But I mean, it's very. They make it seem. They sure do. I, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's very skewed, obviously. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> no one knows if it was really Stephen Adler. Right. They don't show you the part where he blows up cats with uh, M80s and whatnot. So, you know. oh really? Yeah. yeah something. Like Who knows? That. But like but you know, stuff. prior prior things like that is is but, should not weigh on the case at hand. But my boss was nominated for that, and we were all very happy for him. And uh, nice. He's actually. How, what was he nominated for? He was nominated for sound editing for the same thing as me for Cartel Land. Yeah. But, uh, but but you sound me. edited also on that, no? Right. Yes, I did. So how do they figure, like, how do they work that out, where you're nominated for one thing and not the other? Um, it, it, they didn't include my name, the people, whoever was on Making <laughs> hmm. the Murder, or the Emmy people themselves, somebody along the line. Now, is it the exact same category? Would you, te- would you be up against yourself if they right, did name that's what's happening. Oh. With, that's what's happening with Leslie, is that he's competing against himself in oh, that he's category. he's got a better chance. He's as a two out of five now, or right, two out of six, right? 
Uh, no, two out of five. Wow, yeah. cool. So, um, I think that's I think that's the one that's going to win, though. I think Mickey yeah. Murder is going to win. You don't I feel good actually, about your chances. I was hoping to be nominated for best sound mixing in that because they had me write up a whole um, a synopsis of what I do and how I contributed to the film, uh-huh. and so. Uh, I oh thought, really? So when I saw it was nominated for best sound mixing, um, as a foley mixer, I thought I would have been included, and they only put. Uh, oh, Bartolo uh, with the butcher boy, and he strikes out. Whoa! <laughs> he squared to he squared to bunt. Watch he re- his face he reared he back, swings. gave a huge swing. His he almost flew <laughs> out of the stadium. He kept his helmet on. <laughs> he looks like one Maurice, nothing Mets. He, looked, he looks like Maurice Sendak drew him. <laughs> he went. He had. He went through the first three innings with only sixteen pitches. Oh, my God. How about this? I don't mean to interrupt you, Ryan, but the, Terry Collins is the manager of the um, All-Stars, the, the National League All-Stars, right? Because he, right. the two managers who were in the World Series, that's how it worked. Yes. They get to manage the All-Star game. And he's so dumb. I, I hate him. He's a terrible manager. I don't care what you say. Okay. Agreed. He, he, all right. So we have, what, four guys in the, in the All-Star game. Syndergaard, Hurt, Cespedes, Hurt. Right. And not Cologne there. and... Familia. Familia. So you have Cologne and Familia sitting there ready to play. Yeah. Now, Familia, I kind of understand. Oh, I'll bring you in if it's a safe situation, which it wasn't. Which he said that that's what would happen. Right, even though I think he was. Right. How do you not put Cologne in there for an inning? You, this is, you got the honor of being the manager. You get to put one of your guys in. He didn't want to play you know, favorites. I don't oh, think my he's, God. He's no. too nice to everybody. He he's too ni- He wants to please everyone. He put says, Cologne in there. My speculation tells me that he wanted to rest his players. And wanted to uh, right. Well, Cologne's pitching make everybody tonight, else obviously. do. Uh, well, yeah, it's true too. You know, he he didn't have to pitch tonight. In inning, Everybody's rested. An inning. So come on, throw him in there. Yeah, no, I would love. Believe me, he I didn't get one. He, would, he didn't get one Met into the he's, game. He's my favorite player on the Mets. He's the one I would want to see go out there and everybody laughs but cheers and they think laughs. He's, he's a he's a legit All Star pitching. He's, well, uh, well, he's not going to hit. Know, I think Degrom comes before him. He's uh, even though he doesn't have the record, the, well. But, He's he certainly has the ERA and the strikeouts. Yeah, I, I, but Cologne, you know, you, you make it to the All Star game on not only on stats but on personality. Right. I think that that's an important part of the game. I, that's what it used to be, at least. I don't know, man. Was he a manager's choice or was he chosen? He was, he was a manager's choice. Oh, he was. He I was. A, he was an injury replacement. He said, for, that and Terry Collins picked him. Clayton, Kershaw. he wasn't yeah. chosen by the uh, crowd. No. no. Oh, no. oh, I didn't know that. And he said that he was waiting that if the game was tied and went into extra innings, then he could use Cologne. For a few innings, oh, that really? was his justification. I don't know, man. I think you you have four Mets in the All Star game, even though two of them are hurt. You don't get one of them in there, and you're the manager. I mean, come on, dude. Well, all the coaches were in. <laughs> they they were pathetic. Let the other players you know, sweat he, it out and grind it out. You know, Daniel Murphy is sitting out tonight's game with leg fatigue. So, oh, yeah. he was on fire. He's killing us. He is absolutely he was on fire in the All Star game. He's he went three player. for three. You're that's, on that's, sports talk. That's why I don't like the management more than he's absolutely than Collins. Collins. But but you got to think also that if we kept Daniel Murphy, would we have Cespedes? Probably not. So Probably not. But it's tough. Maybe so. Who knows? He's killing us. He's it's a mission. Yeah. You know what happened? Kevin Long, the hitting coach, taught him how to hit yeah. and fixed his whole stance. I know. And now you know we gave him away, and he's just destroying it. You are right. Sir. He's hitting for power. Amazing. And, and it came late. Power. And everybody easy. thought it was, and, and the th- and these and the Wilpons sent uh, Gary Cohen out there to say uh, he's a net negative, and uh, and everybody believed him. And I speak it in the Mets. I heard Mario went to uh, City Field last night with my children and cried during a movie. 
It was movie night. There what was movie? no baseball game. What movie was it? Is that why you cried? Because there was no baseball? They showed the rookie. It was a uh, 19 whatever. Yeah, Dennis Quaid is an old a good washed up minor league pitcher, and then he finds out he could still throw like 100 or something, right? Based on a true he story. Had surgery. Yeah, that was a good movie. That's a, that is a true story. And uh, it was the kid from uh, Two and a Half Men is his son, and his dad is a real prick. His dad is an army guy, and he's like, you can't. Don't worry. Stop playing baseball, and they moved to Texas where then nobody plays baseball. Uh, we got the BRW fact check here quickly. Uh, Coloma's a replacement for Bumgarner because uh, Bumgarner oh. had a Sunday uh, start. So okay. he, I, I thought it was uh, Kershaw. Uh, so you're watching time. this movie. You start crying. <laughs> I do. I cry anytime. Like I'm a sap. I can watch TV no, shows I'm with and you. Movies. I cry at the drop of a hat. What was it? Finding Dory. I got teary. Uh, the big friendly giant. Big fucking giant. Whatever that is. Like, I saw that movie? Like, like yeah. Brett Eugene Ralph. I yeah, cry I easy. six-year-old, so I got to take it to the movies, and then I got to hide my tears. And <laughs> It's embarrassing. <laughs> Why not let your kids see you tear up? Why not? not? They don't believe me that I'm crying. <laughs> All she I, keep, I've never seen you cry. I would have liked to gone. I should have gone. Now. All she keeps saying to me is, watch your blood pressure, Dad, because I'm not supposed to yell anymore. Oh, really? At the screen? <laughs> <laughs> to, who told you not to yell? Your physical doctor or uh, somebody else? The whole family told me I'm too much of a yeller. Was there, was there Old some yeller, kind of uh, psychological me. professional person telling you this? No, no. Oh. But today we were trolling the internet for yeah, You shouldn't yell. I never yell. Except when the kids don't come to dinner and they uh, defy my wife. Then I raise well, my that's voice. that's what I yell about. When they, Say, disrespect the, they disrespect the wife. I told her, look, I knew this lady before you guys. I oh, fell in love God. with her. You guys just popped up and I happened oh, to love you. Oh, that's such a terrible thing to don't, say. Don't mess with my wife. My, you mess with my wife, you're going to mess with me. My father said that to me and it stuck with me for years. I'll never forget exactly what he said to me. I forget what I did. I got in trouble. He sat at the end of my bed and he said, no matter what happens, I will always love her more than I love you. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is so. That's kind of a movie moment that would up. make me cry. Right. I said that to my. Now kids. listen, I love. I my, said I always love myself. Yeah, we've more talked than about this you. before. Uh, do you? You tell your kids you love yourself yeah, more. I, I, I said I'm number one. <laughs> oh man. And my guys... wife and I have discussed this, and we're both on the same page that, like, you know, if the if the kids are drowning and one of us is drowning, also, you know, I, I, you step over the adult's head to get to the kids. I give a shit. Yeah, nah, that is, that's nah. messed up, man. My kids get boat swim better see, than me. No, so you see your kids as like an inconvenience, as as a weird thing that just happened in your life when it should be the center of your life. Listen, I love your wife those has children, lived a, a long life. She, I love the children, and I know that in the long run it's a good thing. But they're driving us fucking crazy. All right, when the time comes, if we ever get divorced. People say, oh, well, tell the children it's not them. Well, I'm just going to sit them down and say, it is you guys. That is so you know messed up, dude. You, know you, are, you realize you're fucking up their lives forever? Like, just like them. your dad I'm did kidding. to you. What'd your dad, you're not kidding. What'd your dad call you? The three things. And in, in, in Italian and English, please. The wow. best, the, the fucking. Uh, this, who asked me that today? Discrazio. Me. The, the, no, the, what's the other guy's name? Eli, uh, Wise. Who was it? He <laughs> wanted me. Ilya. Ilya. Yeah, well, if you're listening, yeah, the first one is just the simple disgraziato, which means... The disgraced one. The disgraced one. <laughs> All right? I don't know. You this bring is... shame to the family. The second one... The disgraced one. <laughs> the, the, the one in there implies that, like, since you had a sister, that you're the one. She's not disgraced, but you're the yeah, one. She's okay. Right. And your brother down in Texas, he's doing his thing. The second one, and I justified because I've seen the pictures from when I was born... Is Testa de Cucuzza. Right. Oh. The head of... The head of the giant squash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was a kind of pet name. Uh, I like that one. 
You like that one. Yeah, it's okay. not far from the truth. The head of the giant squash. Of course. I was like, you know, pinky in the brain. I'm the brain. I had giant cerebral thoughts going on at an early age. No, that's not. You meant your head was huge is all he means. Yeah, to fill my giant brain. Oh, God. Like a horn of plenty without the horn. You see what you want. Okay, and, what's and the third one? Probably the, the, the one that people don't like the most. Worst. Is like, I think this one that pushed me the most to probably be a, as successful as I am now. Right. This is uh, Figlio de Nudo. Figlio de Nudo. Say it again. Figlio de Nudo. Figlio de Nudo. <laughs> nude figure? Nude figure. Son of nobody. Oh. Which basically makes him a nobody, I guess. Son of no. No, and he's, no he's saying that you're not his son. Yeah, he, did, he disowned oh, you. Well, then maybe my mother was fooling around. Who knows? Son maybe of nobody. Maybe that's why he had these names. You're a, you're a snow. Listen. That is, that's so I don't harsh, know why dude. people worry these days because my father was a philosopher slash wrestler slash demigod in my eyes. And right. He made me tough. He made me able to do what I am and, and to just say, you know what? Things don't bother me. Let them roll off my shoulder. And if somebody punched me in the face, I smiled at them and said, is that the best you could but do? But things do bother you. You're yelling at the family. You're yelling. Yeah, but I'm not striking anybody. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I struck the boy. What do you think? Um, oh, maybe a little slap. Or a punch. Oh, I punched him in the chest today. Oh, Damn. God. Why? To see if it would hurt. Uh, uh, listen, in fairness, well, he said another he's, thing. In he fairness, your son is 13 years old he's, and he's eight, he's eight feet tall and 300 pounds. No, he, huge he, he My wife said something for him to do. We were outside the car. He's coming in. She brought him back from camp, and he just looked at her and said no. And I was standing right there, and I, it's not like a big strike. It's just oh, a little God. punch in the. You can't in the do chest. that. Yeah, come on. You give the kid a heart attack. First of all, you're not supposed to hit anyone. Okay. And then my wife What's wrong with gasps. You? Now all of a sudden, all the all the sympathy people have for you about your dad calling you bad things is out the window with that. Listen. Do you just grab your kids when they're walking by and just grab them and pin them down, and wrestle with them, or uh, are you kind of not really? No, because like uh, you know, my oldest son, he he won't be able to uh, like he does he does he won't think that's playful. He'll be like, "What are you doing?" Right. He just kind of waits for it. Be over, right? And they're a little too big for that. It's right. like yeah, my, they're too my, big. I my can't. My daughter pick them up. is like loves to wrestle. My son is like he's just in defensive postures. Like, I tried to pick up your daughter, and either I'm older. Uh, she's a thousand pounds. She's, she's a backbreaker. She's a little heavy one. Yeah, she's, she's thick. And she's not fat. She's mm. just like dense. Yeah, yeah. She likes to eat. <laughs> she's she well grounded. Both your kids eat all the time, nonstop. <laughs> they're like they're like grazing. <laughs> so Mario is bringing up to. My parents actually got divorced when I was really young, when I was about seven, right? I'm sorry to hear that. Did they tell so, you it was you. your I, fault? Did you they, they call you disgracia? My mother would buy me books uh, saying, and it's not, because that was a big thing in the 80s. You know, uh, to, right. To yep. have TV specials and books and everything that's to teach kids, because people were getting divorced like fucking crazy. Right, and this is unheard then. of 30 years before I mean, that. My parents were the first ones out of everybody, and then all, a lot of other People all of a sudden started the same thing. You they get like were, a scarlet they letter, were trendsetters, especially right? in the but Catholic uh, would, neighborhood and all right. that stuff. Oh yeah, there was a lot of even just on my block. A lot of the parents kind of uh, turned their backs on my mother, and uh, just because of the situation. That's horrible. That yeah, it, it happened. But um, but a lot of them were still really cool too, you know. And uh, people choose sides. It's a messed up. But here's thing. the thing: it's like they would buy me these books. It's not your fault, you know. Your parents got the they didn't get divorced because of you, right? And I swear to God, my, my grandmother was. Was out of her fucking mind. She was great, but uh, she was like Edith Bunker, but a little vulgar and uh, angry. And uh, she, when, as she got older, she started getting uh, losing it a little bit. And when I was probably about like 22, 23 years old, it was we were having a family party. She told you the truth. She said, "Your father left because of you, kids." Oh. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was like, "What?" 
<laughs> he couldn't. He wasn't set out for doing this family thing. He he left because he didn't want to have kids. So I got an so, idea. Don't have kids. Well, it's a little too you late know once that. you're in there. What do you mean? It's, no, it's not. <clears throat> you know, you, like bon you, Jovi, Jovi said. Bon Jovi says you can turn back time. You can't. He sounds like Tenacious D in that commercial. Oh, as my grandmother got older, then you know she got pretty senile. She didn't have Alzheimer's, but she had—I think she had dementia. And uh, she had a, my mother bought her a big screen TV. She was she she lived at home until until she died, in, well into her 90s. She died at 96, and uh, so my mother got her a big screen TV at the house at the house she lived in. There was a nurse living there, and my mother figured they would be nice to get my grandmother. Shirley Temple DVDs and play them for her. Maybe bring back her childhood a little bit and see something. <laughs> and she puts the DVDs on, and uh, my grandmother's sitting there watching Shirley Temple's dancing around and smiling and hands up in the air. And also, my grandmother just goes, Get this fucking kid out of my house! Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of that. There we go. It's not dementia, it's called telling the truth. That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> I find I do it more and more often. It was your fault, Ryan. That's why they left. How many uh, brothers? I'm sure, it was, brothers lot, I'm sure it was a lot of things. Did yeah, you you, well, you know my brothers. I have two older brothers. Two older brothers, and yeah. those, so there were three of happen, you. you know? Three boys. Things, you, things should... in your life change sometimes. You just find yourself in a situation where you, it becomes untenable. I shouldn't say this on the air if my parents ever, ever listen to this, but I'm going to say it anyway because the radio show is more important. <laughs> Uh, in in the attic, I found like a bag of pictures and stuff, you know. And as I'm going through it, I find this this letter, and I shouldn't have read it, but I don't know. It's like it's in my attic. I don't know. It was a letter. You know it exists. You have to know. It, it was is. like this fucking fifty page letter of I'm a baby, right? And my mom's telling my dad, all you want to do is drink and fish, and I'm taking the baby and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> all you That's do is right. all you do is go out and fish. <laughs> and listen, I don't, I don't actually don't feel bad that I read the letter because they give me no insight into my childhood or tell me anything that never tell me the truth what's going on. So I was like, I'm reading this. That's right. And it was like, all you do is drink and fish. I'm taking the baby and leaving. You go out with your friends all day. And you're I'm, and you're worried that I'm becoming my father. Look at you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to drink and fish, but you know, spend time with my kids. You get mad when they don't fish with you, and soon you'll be mad if they don't drink with you. That's right. And I get mad that, listen, no one wants to fish with my kids or my dad. My dad fishes every day. I'm like, you want to go fishing? He's like, meh. Like, I, I'm a weight. I'm, I, I drag him down fishing on the beach. You got to meet him on his schedule. Yeah, right? so now I don't ask anymore. He like, doesn't every, want to make it a special thing. It's part of his routine. Yeah, everything's an inconvenience. So basically everything is about father-son relationships. and I'm bringing those kids out on the boat, fix. and we're fishing for bass. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> the girls actually went deep sea fishing uh, last week. Really? They went yeah. off offshore? They went offshore. Yeah. At a farming deal. Yeah, How did they, they do on the boat? They were in this camp. One of them said they caught something big. I don't know what the fuck it no, was. No, I mean like uh, no seasickness I, I, I loaded them up with dry means. Nice. I'm sorry. My scream, I keep seeing no, you. So, no, so, no. I, before I reached to turn it up, <laughs> and now I reached to turn it down a little bit. Uh, so. I'll, I'll try and control my, That's okay. my levels. So, yeah, they, uh, Audrey said she caught three crabs and uh, some big fish. I don't know what she said it was. Oh, she I, caught crabs? With the, I, mean, yeah, I don't she, mean it like that. I mean with a <laughs> hook. Like instead of a fish, you bring up a crab. Sometimes that happens yeah. when you're fishing on the bottom. I told you she should have kept them. What right. were they going for, sea bass? They were going for sea bass, yeah. absolutely. Sea that's, bass that's hang that's out on the bottom. That's what she said she caught. Now I remember. How so. do you take a bunch of little kids out fishing for those sea bass? Those things are monsters. Oh, they, 
they played laser tag last week. They went to Adventureland yesterday. This this camp uh, is no life. joke. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, they, they went with camp, deep sea fishing. They went with camp. That's crazy. There's, uh, some other crazy things they got them doing this year too. Um, shit, now I can't remember offhand. But they, I mean, they're they're on these. Are they going to take them on a speedboat off the uh, west side of Manhattan? <laughs> oh yeah, you know they used to have this when I worked at um Tommy. Uh. What do you call it? The South Street Seaport. They have like these bo- the boat called the Beast, where it could fit like fifty people, and right, the thing right, goes like right. fifty miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, they're gonna tie them down and start. Sounds dangerous. Getting them uh, jumps off these waves and everything. I don't. Man, know. I I should have been a teacher. <laughs> what are you doing all summer? I, I, I take my kids to camp, but their camps are more like torture chambers. That's... I went to my uh, my son and and is with John's kids at basketball camp. You're talking ninety degrees heat, and they're in a gym that sw- smells like a cesspool of sweat. You got 400 sweaty teenagers yeah, it does stink. in this yeah. gym, and today they had the fu- the parents' free throw contest. I heard about da, this. Da, 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 da. So I come home, and usually I participate, but now my schedule's changed. I have to be at work at I 6 o'clock in the morning. I have to represent the barrage. I heard. My, I came home. I said to my son, how did basketball camp go? So he goes, Aiden, uh, Aiden won the championship against your son, That's Kevin. Right. They beat Kevin's team. I said, was Kevin upset? He goes, oh, yeah, he wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> so my son beat your team. That's why I wanted to go to beat you in a free throw contest because I heard you only made one out of ten and you started off the first two underhand, granny stop. That was the one I made, and that was a practice. I made oh. zero out of ten. Oh, you made zero out of ten. <laughs> I, I should have went underhand the whole way. I would have sunk. Uh, I might have made it at the finals, but they were all ridiculing me. Oh my! Wasn't that the way they God. played basketball back? You play in the day? softball all the time. How you can? How can't you hit one out of ten free throws? It's a ball's much bigger, and I'm much <laughs> smaller. And uh, the guy, the first guy goes up there, he hits 10 out of 10. It's like watching you shoot the trap shoot. I'm like, forget this. I'm out of here. I, w- I went to the side basket where I wow, quiet. You were, how could you be so coordinated in softball and so uncoordinated in basketball? Did You, you should have practiced. I did practice a little bit. And I, you, you have a basketball hoop in your driveway. I did. I hit the underhand once. Oh, and, but everybody was laughing when I tried that. Don't you ever play basketball with the boy? Never, huh? He's much bigger than me. Since when do you mind when people are <laughs> laughing at you? Anyhow, wasn't that the way they played basketball back in the day? No, there was one guy who uh, is like the top three free throw shooters of all time who used to shoot granny style, and he was trying to convince some other guys who have problems with it to do it his way. But was it Bob McAdoo? No, I forget the guy's name. He's a white guy, Lee. Something I don't know. He's still around. He's a Hall of Famer, and he was, was it Havlicek? No, he was. He's a Hall of Famer, and he shot uh, Granny style hmm. because it worked. He couldn't do it the other way. Tommy That's Rockstar right. chiming in. How, how you doing, Tommy? Welcome, Tommy. I'm glad you made it. What's hey. up, guys? How and, you doing? Uh, Guns and Roses go. <laughs> Get it out of your system now. <laughs> what do you want to know? Guns and Roses go. Guns and Roses are great. <laughs> Guns and Roses you're, are great. You're back I like from your whirlwind tour. I saw so many pictures of you with your heroes. Tommy is the Guns and Roses ambassador because whenever somebody says they're going to go to the concert, he always try, he's like, you're going to have a great time. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Rick Barry. Thank you, Brad Weissenberger. Rick Barry is the man's name. I, uh, I flew out down to Nashville like I told you I would with Mr. Boza. Yeah, right after the show, what, the next day, you mm-hmm. guys flew down to Nashville with Anthony Bozar, la- the guest from last week. Great guest, live, great guest. Uh, author fun. of uh, Too Fat to Fish by Artie, a slash book, Tommy Lee's book, Tommy Land, and all that stuff. He was, good. He was a good guest. Great guy. Like that guy. He hung out till like 3 in the morning. He says right? he's coming back next week. Yeah, he actually told me in private he really liked you guys and would like to come back if it's okay. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, do we next, have a show next week? Next week, we have the. not only do we have the show, but oh, it will be followed right. by the... Hall of Fame poker game. Game, game, game. 
<laughs> yeah, me and Mario are going on a trip. Sorry, go ahead, awesome. Tommy. So well, how how was it? It was great. I uh, saw you guys on a plane with a topless uh, woman. Yes. What was that all about? So uh, you guys see well, that? Should I just leave it a mystery? No, it's fine. You guys <laughs> see that sign back there on the trash bar? So, so that was the former owner of the trash bar oh. um, who now run, runs a bar in, uh, in or the new trash bar, basically called Rockarola in Williamsburg. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her name is Babe, and she was the one who actually introduced me to Boza because one day Boza walked into her new bar, Rockarola, with Tommy Lee, and they just started hanging out, and the three right. of them were hung out before. So. Yeah, Anthony was telling me that. Yeah, pretty cool. But uh, our flight was delayed for three fucking hours, man. How blasted were you when you guys got on the plane? Pretty blasted. But I'm the one. Who, I'm a pretty sober Cobra nowadays, so it's, it was those two. <laughs> You're sober Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Sobra. I actually stole that from Gregory uh, Prince Prims? over there. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got there like maybe 30 minutes before they were going on. So I just ran into just we rented a sports car, rented a Camaro. And I ran over there and jumped in that thing and threw everyone in the back and cruised down to the uh, Titan Field or whatever they call that shit. Right. Let's pause for 10 seconds for station identification. This is live from the Barrage on Radio Nope. AP Mike coming up at 9 o'clock. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we... Weather outside is 89 degrees. <laughs> we got there with just enough time to uh, pick up these passes and um, meet my friend Lauren, who's a good friend of mine. Um, she kind of lived in that area, so the four of us just met up right out front and went in. And the usher was like, just keep going, keep going, nice. just keep Vip. going. That's oh, the best. Man. That's the best. Then you pass Guns N' Roses and like, keep going. You go out to the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. and back on another plane to, to Cleveland. And uh, we ended up uh, getting hooked up with like Ninth Row Center. It's pretty sweet. Nice. You know? And Slash, is it okay to say? Did Slash personally get you those tickets? He did. Because Boza was his, uh, his, his author, his, his buddy guy. That's right. And Slash actually hooked us up with those tickets, and it was really an honor. And Bebe had never been to like a major stadium concert like that before. So really? Yeah, it's weird. And Good for her, though. Yeah. She really, was, you shouldn't go to those. <laughs> they suck. She would, Not if you're ninth row center. It doesn't right. Well, you don't want to be pissing your jeans and into a boot. Well, <laughs> don't do that. to go to a club. She, she was literally, like, shaking in tears, like, oh, my God, this is insane. And, uh, you know, Axel was, like, what, 30. Was she a big Guns N' Roses fan or just the spectacle of the whole the thing? The spectacle yeah. of the whole thing. And she's a big fan, but, like, more of that. Um and then it's an experience when you're sitting in the in the front rows. Totally different experience. I mean, like, dude, Slash was seriously like 30 feet in front of us. Like, the, it was crazy, man. How many times did do you think he looked at you when he really was just looking <laughs> at something else? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that meme on the internet where it's like how we see Slash and how Slash sees us? No, no. It's like it's like the top half is like a, you know like us looking at just Slash on stage, and then the bottom half is just like. A part of the crowd, like obscured by his hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how he deals with stage fright. I bet. <laughs> totally. Um, I, you imagine being on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Being on a plane, and you're sitting in your seat. There's an open seat next to you, and you see Tommy Rock start barreling down the uh, the aisle, and you're like, "Oh no, dude!" Especially oh, no. on this trip, because this. Well, I would think he was a famous dude. Like he's got the look. You would be like, "Oh, who? This guy is somebody." I get you know? a lot of that, man. A lot of people look at me like, "Hmm, like hmm. who's this?" You dude? got that look. I walk around the city all the time, and you could tell there's something famous or, or a little bit right. Like, Money about people that you're like, this guy is somebody. You know who does that with me? And by somebody, I mean like somebody Nobody. on TV or something. You know what I mean? I don't mean like, you know, no. you know what I mean? You know who does that with me? Uh, you know, you guys know who John Varvatos is? Yes. So, like, I've seen that dude like three or four times, and every time he looks at me, he's like, I am wearing John Varvatos cologne. <laughs> oh, yeah, duh. What am I fucking talking when about? When you can't find the drop, just say it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I did with that. No, but he'll like always look at me and be like, you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm nobody, but you can just keep right. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> You're not nobody, that Tommy. Goes, that goes back to season one. Right. 
Um, but this, I would be barreling especially on this plane because it was one of those like narrow body jets. So it was like only right. one row on one side. I and love two those. The, oh. That's all the only, I haven't flown on a big one lately. It's all been that. Yeah, I can't fit hmm. on those fucking things, man. You're a giant. Gonna ask for, ask for, when you go there, uh, volunteer to take the exit row. Yes, I love doing that if you can get it. But you know what was great? Boza had one of these like, um, what, like a membership to these like uh, clubs. Oh, the VIP in the, the lounge uh, in the airport. Yeah, I never been to one of those. Man, it was pretty sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. free drinks, free everything. Well, when yeah. I flew to Chicago this time, I don't know what what happened. We we just booked a regular flight. And we ended up in like the the Marine Air Terminal mm-hmm. of uh, LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. And it's like this Delta shuttle lounge. Yeah, shit was fucking tight. Yeah, dude, it was like. And on wow. the on the on the plane, everything was free. I don't know what the hell happened. This is how I'm we like, give me. Should, I'm like, uh, I have my credit card out. I'm like, ready to buy two bottles of Jack Daniel. He just gives it to me. I'm like, give me, give me like ten. <laughs> what the hell are we doing? It? That's exactly my what pockets. I was, like. and I was in some kind of business class. I didn't realize. Oh, and I, everyone was joking around. Everyone's happy. The, yep. And then Sofas. on the way back, I got a regular flight. It was miserable. <laughs> yeah, I never was on one of those planes where there's an upstairs. Right. Somebody was telling me. <laughs> The other day they went on one of those and they were, it was like mind blowing. You know? Oh, I can imagine. I'm not doing that. I, the big, those gigantic planes scare the shit out yeah. of me. No, I've, I've been on some really big planes, but right. I like a medium Nothing sized like plane. That. Well, so I like a medium sized <laughs> plane. My plane is medium <laughs> sized. <laughs> Look it up on the yeah, internet. My plane's medium sized. It's like the classic, classic American plane. plane. <laughs> Super sized. So, plane, so after they played, basically, um, now it was time to go backstage. And you had the VIP. You had oh, the so laminate. it was after the show, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But here's the thing: like, there uh, supposedly there's like 19 different types of backstage. Right. Pass. Right. Oh. The stages. Yeah, and like the poor lady. Uh, <laughs> The poor lady at the at the, at the at the wall or whatever was like, hold on, and she whips out like a, a guidebook, and there's like, is this one octagonal shaped? Is this one triangles? Uh, it was bad. And then we get like ushered all the way in the back. This one lets you touch slash his wiener. Right. This one lets you hug, it, put your arm around him. This one lets you look at him, but only. <laughs> but only this on. one, yeah, this one you have to look at the floor, but you yeah. could pass by. Him. You could stand behind the plant. But you guys gotta understand, like Don't this stare. is. This is like a football stadium. Side <laughs> behind the plant. <laughs> it's like a football stadium, so you can't like. Every, everything is like done by golf cart, right? So everyone's ushered onto these carts like Disneyland, right? And they're like you're brought to like a special section where you have to wait. And we like there was a big party room, and we wanted to go in there, and they were like, "No, oh, no the yeah. passes you have are specifically for this waiting room, the holding area." Yeah, exactly. Right. And it was all decked out in black with roses on each table. Right. Oh, how now, could you get a drink there? Use the restroom, things like that, or no? It was just well, like a restroom. Weird... You had to get escorted by somebody in a yellow shirt. Yeah. But you could get free iced tea. Free iced tea. There was no booze or anything. No there might bar. have been a couple of beers here, yeah. but you, you understand this was just set up for the band. But so I, I'm rocking out the whole night, and there's this like group of four. Are you all sweaty at the end of this, like drenched in sweat and yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude, from I, being in the pit. Well, we were out in front of the pit, but still hot as fuck down in Nashville. Did you ever leave your spot? No. Well, yes, to get beers. Yeah. Would you do that during November rain? Actually, <laughs> I did that with their like new crap Chinese democracy songs. Right. Kind of worked out. <laughs> all right. Now we're gonna play side one of the spaghetti incident. <laughs> <laughs> the entire stadium right. goes to the bathroom. Exactly. But uh, I'm sitting there, and there's like four old people next to me, and like ninth row, and I'm like, that's, and they have laminates too, and I'm like, this is weird. It probably his parents or something. Right? Yeah. No, I'm like, so I start a couple conversation. And, and I tell them, I'm like, you know, with Boza, and they're like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, what do you guys do? Mr. and Mrs. Slash. And they're like, oh, we're the head of the Nashville Zoo. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Slash took care of us. No, it's, a mor- it's a morning radio show, the Nashville Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he probably went with his 
I saw that. Yep. Uh, he probably Walker went with his pu- to the uh, zoo with his kids that day or something. Well, actually, right? you know what he did, believe it or not? I'm like, oh, the National Zoo, why? And they're like, well, Slash came huh. in today to the zoo and donated his prized anaconda. Oh, no What? Way. And I'm like, wow. From right like, out of his own snake pit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, That's oh. That's awesome. So, so when it came time to go backstage, these people were in tow. So there were like eight of us on this golf cart, you know? Like the old people hanging off the back. <laughs> Neil Walker, three-run homer. That's the way to start the All-Star break yeah, right baby. there. Four nothing yeah. Mets. Yeah, baby. So, like, basically, we're hanging out in this holding pen, and they're like, your guest will come, you know, call you out. And so we're waiting, and we're waiting. And the girl, Lauren, we were with, she forgot her purse. Slash is coming. Slash is coming. She forgot her purse, so she felt it was more important, like, go get her purse. So she disappeared. And then, all of a sudden, this guy named Chemo comes out. Now, Chemo is like this 400- Chemo? Chemo. Is he okay? Dude, he's like this 400-pound, like, Pacific Islander who slashes personal bodyguard. Ah. Right. Okay. Right. Kimosabi. Yeah, like, this dude, is. you don't want to fuck with him. He's not happy. He's not upset. He's just like, he just is. He's there for work, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And He's, he's going to do what needs to be done. Exactly. And, he, and he's always on his walkie-talkie. And he's always calling oh, slash boss. S- slash okay. is yeah. calling in? Call, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, B? Hey, what's up, Pat? How's it going? It's going well. What's How up, are Pat? you getting on? You have a Guns N' Roses story? I do not have a Guns N' Roses story, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm uh, busy uh, living a life. Oh. What do you- <laughs> Rumor has it that you and Brian have quit the show. What time is it? Why is, why is Mario there? <laughs> because they told me that you guys quit, and I had to be here on Ma- time. Mario's here because uh, you and Brian aren't here, so I asked him to come in a little early. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Hi, Mario. I'm not on your mic. How are you doing, Pat? What are you Hi, doing? In- I'm doing very well. How are you getting on? I'm I'm standing in uh, I'm in Toronto. I just ordered a fish and chips. I'm looking at Loblaws and all sorts of weird things that I'm not familiar with. Toronto, uh, Ontario, Canada, North America. That's correct. Wow. What are you doing there? Uh, having a goof. Just you just went on a on a goof on a lark. I think- yeah, yeah. I literally I literally booked it at 3 a.m. yesterday. You got Tommy Rockstaritis. Well, technically today. You know, Pat, that actually works out because, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses are playing Toronto tonight. <laughs> are they? They are. Oh, really? <laughs> they are. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Oh, sorry, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> are you like, on a goof? Did you go, do you know anybody? Did you meet somebody? you with somebody? What happened? No, I'm just hanging out. Solo? Tipping around. Wow. Tipping around. Tipping around. I, no, I actually, uh, uh, a friend of mine is a, uh, they're having a record release party on Sunday. And I'm a huge fan of their band, so I'm going to go check that out. But, nice. uh, what, what, yeah, it's pretty much just a one time. What band is that? Uh, that would be Erica Wary in the Alphabet. Oh, mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. I, tar- yeah, I can send you I can, I can send you a tune if you want to spend one on the air. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, email it to me, I'll, and I'll play it later. All right, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, so what else is going on with you fellas? When are you coming back? I will be back on Monday. Be back on Monday. Okay. Cool. Will you be mm-hmm. here? Will you be here this? this oh wait. Friday? Oh, John. It's, I I just thought of it. I wanted to try something. Could yeah. you turn up the? Could you give me like the delay and the reverb? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Pre-emptive okay. strike. 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 Worked. Worked. It worked. <laughs> just curious about what that what that's going to sound like over a telephone. I want to uh, give me a reason to tune into the podcast. No? Speak, you know, uh, you got me. I was, I've been painting the basement, and you got me kind of hooked on the. Uh, I've been on a stuff you should know uh, marathon. It's great. Yeah, they're great, right? Uh, I like it. Those guys, those guys are great. You should listen to. I got those dudes on the hook. They're supposed to call in. Oh yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I mm-hmm. forgot about that. What kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah, I can make. I can, I can make that happen. I was. Li- <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like an hour-long podcast. It's just about uh, they pick a topic, and they, they I, it sounds like both of them meticulously research the topic before they go on the air. Right. And, yeah, they're really, they're really, really uh, skookum about the researching. They're skookum choochers, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to episodes about unions, about wine forgery. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, good so stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll tr- I'll get back in touch with those dudes and see if they want to call in. Yeah, cool. Definitely do. Where do I find mm. these guys? Oh my god, even the police the cars edges. are polite here. Like the font is really nice. I heard instead of like gun- guns, the police have like uh, carrots. And they just uh, they hand them out. It's got beat. it's got to serve and protect, but it's like it's an indica font. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle in the chat box saying very, it's very, 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 very non confrontational. Right. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> so I see you're murdering someone, eh? Stop it. <laughs> if you, oh, please? what do you do? <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez, he must have really pissed you off, eh? <laughs> That's Minnesota, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, right. no, I'm telling you, this place is all right. I'm enjoying it so far. Are you, are you and have... there's beer everywhere. It's like Las Vegas, except instead of gambling, there's beer. Do me a favor. Break into someone's house. I heard they don't lock their doors. <laughs> I'll do that for a goof. Just walk <laughs> in and sit down. And go, hey, uh, I see you're enjoying a beer. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Exactly. You want another? And then when they start beating me, I'll just scream, it's a prank. That's what, this country should, I, that's what this country should be like. I don't know where the hell we went wrong. Fuck the whole thing up. Amen. <laughs> Idiots. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah, yeah it's just a prank. All right, Pat. Well, we look forward to seeing you when you get back, and uh, I got to kind of take a break before uh, AP Mike gets on. Anything else? Uh, no, I think uh, I think I'm good. Good luck, sir. I hope you uh, have a a great time. And let, uh, all right, give well, me thanks for, thanks for taking my call, and I will uh, I'll see <laughs> well, you guys next week. I will have a beer. Thanks for making your call. Temperature in Toronto, seventy-seven degrees. Ooh, nice. It's like a million. You picked a good week to go away. It's ninety-five all the time. Oh, this brilliant! Week, I know. I saw that. And uh, yeah, you'd be sweating your ass off in here. So. It's hot. It's hot. Give me, uh, give me, give me constant text updates of what's happening. I shall. All right, man. Have fun at Guns N' Roses. All right, man. Good luck. Good He's, to talk to you. Guns N' Roses. Is that Toronto? Right. By, Bye, Mario. Bye, Pat. There's Pat Walsh. You. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't quit. The Toronto. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Toronto scene report. You think Pat would quit while you were still on the air over his dead body? He would, he would, I thought uh, you told me Pat and Brian quit the show. I did not call. say that. What are you talking about, Mary? <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to know, Tommy, when you asked Slash for a station ID, what happened? Well, can I? Do I have five more minutes to finish this? Uh, you have four, uh, three and a half minutes. All right, three and a half minutes. So anyway, so all of a sudden, Chemo comes out, this big Pacific Islander who's a Slash's personal bodyguard, and then he puts us on another golf cart, and we start whizzing through the stadium, and we have to go to like a transfer point for golf carts, right? Mm-hmm. And on another one comes fucking Steven Adler hanging off the back of another one, and I just jump off, and I'm like, yo, Steven, what's up? And he like totally remembered me, and it, we took a photo, and it was great. And he, he, you sure he wasn't part of the road crew? <laughs> he pretty much was at that point, dude. Like he had a pizza on his lap, which was so weird. Which he delivered to the <laughs> band. <laughs> and then, and then we go to like sli- outside of Slash's dressing room, and we're waiting there. And all of a sudden, Duff's super hot wife comes out, and then Duff comes out, and I take a photo with him. And th- I got to say, that dude's like two steps away from Alzheimer's. He is like out of his mind, dude. Oh, uh, he's really goofy. No, he's he just old. I he's just old I looking. Saw that picture. Really oh well, weird. everyone's old looking, but I mean, when kind of like. Him. <laughs> Alzheimer's. That's is what a, happens when you would, idolize aging rockers. Tommy. Dude, he used to shoot like vodka into his eyeballs with needles and shit. Uh, like he's just he's he's done a lot. Yeah, I read the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> the dirt. <laughs> and so finally, after like a half an hour waiting, like the, the zoo people come out, and now it's our turn to go in. And uh, six scholar sittings for Bartolo. The zoo people got to go in before first. You? Yeah, oh, believe wow. it or not. And now we go in and. Oh! 
Sorry. Ah! Ah! Bartolo tried to cover first and uh, did not go well. That was the second hit of the game. <laughs> he got over there. I think Walker threw it over his head. It was over his I head. mean, uh, Loney, but go ahead. And then so <laughs> we slashed through it over his head. <laughs> we finally walk in and uh, it's fucking Slash, man. And he's just chilling in like black sweatpants and a T-shirt and a little baseball hat flipped on backwards and super cash. And we Still wearing his wig? Uh, no, I don't think he wears a wig, dude. It's his Super casual. That's his real hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're just shooting the shit. And I let Boza do most of the talking because he's really there on business. And uh, he goes, minute and a half. He goes to Bebe and he's like, "Hey, what's your name?" And she's like, <laughs> totally frightened. And she's just like, "Bebe." Bebe. And after a while, it was my turn to talk. So I just basically I went up to him and slash. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm your spawn. And I showed him my arm, and he was like, whoa, and I told him my whole story, and he was like, wow. He's like, where did you find me? And I said, well, it was a whole thing, and we met it in Anaheim, and he was pretty blown away. It was cool. But the main thing I talked to him about was, like, where's Izzy? And really quickly, he gave me some, like, baloney story, and it's really amazing. Like, that, I had heard those guys were getting a million dollars a night, right? And that they offered Izzy $10,000 a night. And so it was a money thing. And so here he is, and he's all like, yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, Axel and I got together for dinner, and, uh, you know, we talked about it, and we offered Izzy, you know, a good offer, but, you know, what he wanted, let's just put it this way, he wanted it to be like 1987 all over again, and it's just... Things have changed since then, and he just and he's, I'm sitting there going like, "Really, man? You greedy fucking pig!" Yeah, that's the press I, release he just read. So mm. fucked, Whoa. and so like, and then he's like, you know, so he went back with all these other offers, and Axel and I just looked at each other and we we're like, "It's not worth the hassle, man." You know, and I was like, "Are you kidding?" They me? almost had it together. I they know. almost had it together. I know. What's I, Izzy's role in the band? He's the rhythm guitar, rhythm guitar, and the writer of almost all their songs. Well, that just sucks. And Axel's best friend for 20 years. But anyway, so just in the, for the sake of time, I'm just sitting there nodding and smiling. But meanwhile, I'm like. Ugh. And then it's time to leave. And like the very last thing is like everyone's walking up the door. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. And I just turned to him and I'm like, hey, Slash, um, I know this sounds nuts, but uh, I'm a co-host of a five-man online radio show. And I, you know, would you mind doing a station ID? And he just looked at me, stopped for a second, was like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and screw you, Slash. You declined. shouldn't have talked about Izzy. You should have asked the <laughs> right. ID first. So <laughs> what was this thing about the Gestapo that they're tearing up girls' signs? Isn't that your movie, Where's Izzy? Yeah, basically there was a, a rumor that somebody in, the, somebody in the crowd had a huge Where's Izzy sign, and Axel laughed and pointed at it and was like, whoa. And then supposedly th- six security guards came like I an, watched half that hour video. Later. It looks like Axel's like laughing, and then the uh, next thing you know, it's a couple goons come over and take the sign. Right, away. which is weird. And I think that's part of the reason they want to like downplay the whole Izzy thing. Yeah. I'll say that... How fragile is your ego? You, you know, totally. just roll with it. It's a stadium concert. People have signs. You know, who cares? I'll say one last thing. I actually did ask him at the end of that whole story. I'm like, well, do you think there's a chance that we'll see him pop up somewhere, say like L.A. because that's where he lives? And he goes, I hope so, man. We love that dude, and it would be great if he came out for a show. So that's he. Who knows? But you know, I think you got some work to do, Tommy. But then they come and they steal the girl's sign and rip it up. And Listen, the if time I'm, is up. If I'm Izzy Stroud, then I'm coming out there with my guitar unplugged for ten grand and for yeah. to play for an hour and a half. Are you dude, kidding? It's <laughs> fuck you, man. You guys, he was part of that. They're album. not getting a million dollars a night, Tommy. There's no way. That's what I'm hearing, dude. The, stu- how, the stadium doesn't make him uh, five million a night, dude. Eighty thousand people on average times one fifty a ticket. Right. So I'll What's do the that? Math. I'm pretty good at math. Uh, and the merch. And the merch. And Hired goons. And the soft <laughs> right. drinks and the beer. Uh, let's take the calculator, basically. While you're calculating, you know, this happened to the Stranglers as well, because you, Cornwell, wrote all their material. That's the gross. 12 million? A gross per night. So Whoa. if you give... Uh, 
each guy plus merch. Four, so let's say fifteen so million. Four 15 guys, million. and the, the drummer's not getting a million. No, the, all the scrubs, like all those dudes, they're getting the like scrub. I don't know, fifty thousand, three million dollars worth. So you're of getting Axel, Axel Slash, and Duff are getting a million a night, and that's three out of I don't know, man. And then you got to get a pay for production, advertising, marketing, you right. know, agents. That's about right. That seems like a nutty, Crew. nutty figure. I know, dude, because it's like supposedly the biggest reunion tour in the world. Blah blah blah. All right, we're live from the Broad. We'll be back after this. AP Mike coming up in eight minutes. Stick around. Stick around. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Radio Dope. Back after this, Mikey. (laughs) I'll see y'all. See y'all.
All right, that's Wales off their album Size and Scale. Before that, we heard a couple uh, by request Blues Explosion songs for Tree, and uh, <clears throat> I have some breaking news, Tommy. Uh, there's a uh, there's a military coup going on in Turkey in right Turkey, now. Turkey, I heard about that. You actually, did on the drive over here on 1010 Winds. Breaking news. What the hell's happening? So the, apparently, uh, a rebel group had tried to storm the what the presidential palace, if you will. Yeah. And uh, you have more information on that than I do. I don't. I I know I CNN Turkey. Uh, <clears throat> a bunch of guys stormed in. They said, "Okay, right. we have to go." The president. It's kind of like a blackout. Right. He's been in charge since 2003, I think it is, and mm, uh, pretty long. He's very controversial. People that love him really love him. People that hate him really can't stand him. Mm-hmm. So sounds like every country. Pretty much. You know, it but, sounds like bombs going off, tanks in the streets. Well, it's yeah. scary because uh, this is part of the country that we're allied with. They're in NATO and uh, sort of. They're kind of yeah. they're kind of like Saudi Arabia, where they're like smile in the front and hate <laughs> on the back. No, no, like, they're no, a little. They're yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, it's very west. Yeah, very yeah. western. We'll follow country, up later after this call, I guess. We'll so talk Turkey scary. later. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hey, it's Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. How's it going? Hey, Mike. It's John Hulan. Thanks so much for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks How's a going? lot. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Are you in? <laughs> are you in Bayonne, New Jersey? Uh, I am. You know what they say? You know. Yeah. If it's no, fr- no, they, 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 <laughs> they say. Uh, I don't know what they say. You don't know what they say? If it's from, no. if it's from Bayonne, we'll leave it alone. Yeah, everyone knows that. Oh, okay, all right. You never heard that? Yeah, well, I've heard other things. It's yeah. not from Bayonne. I've heard <laughs> a variation. Did you grow up there? No, I. Uh, my parents were from Bayonne, and um, I was born here. But uh, my parents moved when I was four years old to uh, Central Jersey. Right. And that's where I grew up. And But I moved back to Bayonne for work reasons in... Uh, 92. So I've been here just about as long as I've been in the town I grew up in. So it's about split. Right. Well, thanks for yeah. calling in. We're, talk- <clears throat> we're talking to AP Mike, of course, of uh, The Best Show. If you're not familiar with The Best Show, you can go to bestshow.net, and uh, they, are, they will be steamrolling chumps every Tuesday from <laughs> 9 to midnight there. Now, t- we've, yeah. we've had Tom and John on. This is completes the triumvirate, yeah, my friend. Uh, yeah, we're very excited. <laughs> well, but you got to get uh, Jason, Dudio, and uh, Pat Byrne. It's, it's a whole crew now. Oh, man. There's a big thing. So, you know, now that the show has moved to the internet, um, you know, do you have like a... I'm, I'm, forgive my ignorance. I haven't listened in a while. I listened when, it's, when it started back up, but I kind of fell off. Do you have a regular job? Like, you, you can't, can you make money at this? Uh, well, I'm, I'm making money from it now. Uh, I uh, I did a couple. Uh, I did a cup uh, a song parody. Yes. On the show, I did. I did a, a parody of Sun Kill Moon. I have that ready. Just, I listened to it before. It's quite disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. You know, I, I. You know, I was. I wasn't much of a fan of his, but I heard about he was kind of a a, a nasty guy, and so I, I listened to uh, his big album. I can't even remember the name of it, and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, you know. This is almost like self-parody, right. and uh, so you know a lot of us. A lot of the songs were about people he knew who died. Yeah, and, and so I said, you know, I, I can goof on this. So you know, I wrote this song. I wrote the lyrics for Michael Perry. Yes, uh, while watching the Mets last summer. <laughs> I mean, it took, took me about twenty minutes. Right. I mean, it was ba- it was based on a you know a real person I knew. 
uh, as I was growing up, as I was a child. Did he really spit and, spit dice out of his mouth when you? Yeah, that that was true. <laughs> you know, he was he was a wild kid. You know, I mean that was that was the thing about him. He was. I don't know if everybody you know grows up and they they know a wild kid. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I know a couple. You know, he was a little older than me, maybe a year or two older than me, and um, you know, so he was he was kind of wild. And uh, he was a little more advanced as far as uh, sex education. Yes. And he was the one who basically, you know, let me know about, you know, where, you know, where, where I was born. You know, he shouted, to, he shouted it to me across the street, as in his song. I mean, that's true. Right. You know, he, <laughs> he basically yelled at me and uh, told me that I, I came from my mother's sea. <laughs> yeah, that's Jersey living right there, baby. Well, I mean, it, you know, I mean, it stayed with me, you know, and uh, he was the one who informed me about the uh, the bio- biological uh, reality, right? You and had- uh, so, you know, it stayed with me. And the last I heard about him was that my mother had received a call that he uh, he had driven through a. Uh, the front of a 7-Eleven in Florida. Jesus. Yeah, this is like, you know, many years later. And so it's was like, you know, I don't think he died from that incident, but, you know, I, I took poetic license yes. to uh, <laughs> write the song. And uh, there you have it. I would like to play the song, but, you know, I'll play the song later. I don't want to play it while you're on the I air, because then it'll just be like I this uncomfortable silence. Go ahead, you Mario. Know, no, that, that, that's fine. I, I heard that I read that you were he used to play masterpiece with him. I thought I was the only one in the world who knew that what that game was. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know oh, that I, one. That was the game where I, you would bought and sold art, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean it was a great game. I mean I, we loved the game. You know. Uh I learned all about uh who was the big one? Uh who's the Dutch guy? Um Vermeer? Uh, Rembrandt? Rembrandt, yeah, there were lots of Rembrandt paintings in that game, and uh, so yeah, uh, it, it was educational. <laughs> I think Milton Bradley sold two. Uh, I bought one, <laughs> yeah. and Michael bought one. And Mike bought one, yeah. <laughs> I'm dying to play yeah, this game. obviously the game didn't last very long, but uh, <laughs> you know, they, when, you, I, when I mentioned it, people did reach out to me and say, "Oh, well, I remember that game," you know. Right, heavily marketed to to Bayonne, New Jersey. I believe. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You like art? Here's a game. Here's so, a game for you. Yeah. We, we, we all had that friend who was a year or two older than us who taught us about you know the birds and the bees and was like this guy we looked up to. And then they always, always, without fail, end up crashing into the front of a Seven Eleven in Florida. I'm still alive. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> But actually, when when I say I don't mean to get on the money thing right away, but you, you, is there a salary, or are you guys just kind of like? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, uh, we're making some money now, and you know, Tom's got uh, advertising, right? And um, you know, I I've been able to, you know, with uh, the songs, and uh, then you know, b- believe it or not, I'm I'm selling headshots, yes, yeah, <laughs> autograph headshots, which was it? like a, how many do you a sell? A complete goof, you know. Tom, Tom had these headshots. Well, actually, it started with uh, Rob Hatchmiller. You know, he was trying to promote me as an actor. You know, I was in a bunch of uh, videos that Tom did. Yeah. And uh, so Rob Hatchmiller, 
created this headshot for me. I didn't do this on my own. You know, I, I didn't make any efforts to be a, an actor. I don't consider myself an actor. But uh, Rob created this headshot thing. And as a goof, when we did the, uh, when Tom and uh, John did the live show in Philly, uh, Tom said, you know, why don't you bring the, you know, he had these headshots uh, manufactured, and he said, why don't you come down to the show? I was part of the show, and afterwards you can sign some headshots. He, he thought it was going to be a complete goof, that nobody would want them. Yeah. I made about four hundred dollars wow. that night. <laughs> See, that's when in the beginning you start to feel bad, like they're they're goofing on you with the headshots thing, and then you get put the four hundred in your pocket, and you're like, "Screw this!" this is oh great. no, no. I mean, and that's the thing, you know. It's like it's a complete goof, and then you know. But I still had a lot of these things left over after that night, and they sat in my kitchen for a couple months, and um, you know, then I noticed there was a, a merch section yeah. of the Bandcamp page. You know, I never heard of Bandcamp until the night I did the song parody, and somebody said, "Oh, you should put that up on Bandcamp." And yeah, I it's said, a good What's website. Bandcamp. You know? right. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't plan any of this stuff, but uh, so yeah. So the the headshots were sitting in my kitchen for a couple months, and then I saw the merch section. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put these stupid things up on sale for there. Sure. And uh, I've sold over like 400 of those things. Wow. Nice. How much? Yeah. Yeah. 20 bucks and, a pop, um, something like that? What, what do they cost? Well, $10 for the headshots. Right. And now I'm I'm also selling t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. T-shirts of the headshots? my uh, 50s <laughs> as being this, where I'm grubbing for any any uh, money I can get, but unfortunately that's what, what happened. I, I worked in publishing for uh, over 25 years, and uh, now publishing is kind of outsourced yeah. uh, to India, and American workers are being, you know, kind of, you know, laid off and dismissed. <laughs> sure. And I was one of those people, and I, I'm older too. I mean, publishing likes to hire younger people, yeah. pay them a very low salary, which you know <sighs> was my experience, um, because. You know, it's a glamorous industry, right? Publishing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, teaching. So, yeah. how, how old are you now? Like, uh, five, I'm, I'm 54. 54. I'm 54. Oh, oh okay. my brother. 1962 was a great year. Mario's also 50. What are you, 54? That, that, no wonder we have so much in common. <laughs> Tommy, you had a question? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was born in 61. So, yeah. He, he's 62 oh, right 60. behind me. Oh, gotcha. Mike, uh, this is... But, this is us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I did not plan that. I, I mean, looking back, I probably would have uh, went into a different industry. There's no I retirement mean, plan in this kind of thing or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I'm going to receive, you know, for what it's worth, you know, what, the, the pension plans aren't great, you know. Um, I'll receive a pension from uh, one company I worked for over 10 years and one company I worked uh, over eight years. But, you know, combined, I don't think it's going to matter much. So, yeah, basically what I, I've been doing is just kind of like, you know, doing whatever I can to make some money. I'm bartending. I, I, you know, that's where Mass's Tavern comes in. Right. That's uh, the shit, right? My that's uncle has a bar in Bayonne called Mass's Tavern. That place must be a, uh, a hoot. Yeah, and I, I started working there in 2012. Uh, I've been working there pretty much... Uh, like on Sundays is my regular day, but I also have another part-time job. Uh, I just started working at MetLife Stadium, 
Nice. Giant Stadium. I'll see you there this Saturday Doing for Guns N' Roses. <laughs> you going to be there for a cold play? For, no, for, <laughs> yeah. for Guns N' Roses on Saturday. Who? Guns N' Roses on Saturday. <laughs> I've never heard of them. Oh, that's next week. That's yeah. next week. Next week. Yeah. Well, look for me. I'll, I'll be there for Guns N' Roses next week. What do you do there? I'm what they call the beer tender. Right. Ah. So I'm, I'm selling beers. Uh, you know, that's... I work, the, um, I work during the uh, Copa soccer uh, tournament. Okay. And I was selling beers at $11 a pop. Uh, marg- frozen margaritas at $17 Ooh. a pop. Any, and oh, uh, uh, water at $5 a pop. Now, at, 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 at MetLife Stadium, do they have these like electronic pourers on there that, that monitor the amount of alcohol like they do at Madison Square Garden? No, they don't have that. I mean, I, I basically have to, you know... Check IDs on everybody. Is you know, se- so se- I'm doing that. A seventeen dollar um, margarita. Are you like filling that up with booze, or is it like, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a pre-made mix. thing. I mean, uh, it, it literally looks like a Slurpee machine. Right. And we have these long uh, plastic containers that we uh, uh, yards, you know, dispense right. the uh, the mix into. I mean, the mix is actually made in these garbage cans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bug juice. Wonderful. I, I mean, it's disgusting looking, you know, but... <laughs> Are you behind and, the and, scenes? And people were actually coming up with their children. They thought it was a Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to inform them that, no, there's alcohol in them, and, you know, you know, you can't give them to your kids. <laughs> right. Unless they have ID. Yeah. Mike, I was going to ask so, you... So, I mean, it, it, you know, it is what it is. I, I, it's some extra money. Sure. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm doing the uh, Coldplay this weekend, Guns N' Roses next weekend, Paul McCartney in August, uh, three uh, Springsteen shows, wow. Beyonce. Now, the, I, I I used to work at the Garden stuff, doing taking tickets, and uh, my dad was like an usher and everything. You, do you have to know somebody to get the, a bartending gig there? Cause it's, is no, that... literally, I mean, I, I knew somebody who was working there, and she said, oh, they're hiring people. Is it a union job? Uh, no, it's not union. Huh. No, not a Chris, Basically, Land. you just have to show up and right. You know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was hardly any screening process. <laughs> you know, if you showed up, you, you kind of got the job. Yeah. Um, you don't and, get and to they, see the bands. They treat the they treat the workers a, a bit as worse. I, I've never been treated this badly as a, right. as a oh, worker. Oh, man. You've yeah. got to organize, yeah. Mike. You've got to start a, a beer tenders union. <laughs> oh, it, it's the worst. I mean, I, you know, I've had, you know, horrible jobs when I was a kid. I worked at Great Adventures. Right. Great and this, Adventures. this is literally, I've never been treated as badly as I've been treated there because they, they basically know you're desperate and they make you like wait around for hours on end. Um, now, when you you're know, fifty, they, when you're fifty-four years old, and I'm going through this kind of now a little bit. I'm I'm only forty-one, but only forty-one. But like, there's a point where you've worked enough jobs where I'm you don't want to go to work and have another like have a man yell at you. It's like, listen, I'm a grown man. You're gonna yell at me? Right. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm getting yelled at? Is that what's well, going on yeah, there? I, mean, I haven't bit? experienced that. What, I, what right. I've I, what I've experienced is just the kind of like your time isn't worth anything. You know, we know you're desperate, and we're just going to make you stand around waiting forever for things to happen. Uh, when I went to the orientation and I got the uh, uniform, um, you know, there was about 200 people there, and they had one person 
dispensing the uniforms. <laughs> so you literally waited in a hallway for like an hour and a half. And that guy waited yeah, an hour and a half to get the T-shirts yeah. to give to you guys. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like they don't give a, you know, they don't give any, you know, a damn about your time. You know, they know you're kind of desperate just to make some money. And, you know, it's too bad, you know. They're going to treat you like crap, pretty right. much. Can you sneak um, into Bruce Going Springsteen? into the place, I have to give myself an hour and a half to get there. Uh. By the time I, I, I clock in, you know, you have to clock in. They've got about, you know, 100 people that have to clock in at the same time. And there's a seven-minute window. And, yeah, and so everyone's standing in front of the clock. clock in, and there's about, there's about six terminals. So it's like a, a frantic scene just to clock in on time. Oof. This is yeah. terrible, so it's, it's, it's by the t By the time you, you clock in, you feel like you're, you know, you've been through a tra traumatic experience. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's something else. Mike, <laughs> we wanted to ask you, this is uh, Tommy Rockstar. I'm one of the co-hosts here. Um, in addition to being a co-host, I'm also what you'd call an associate producer here, and we help produce the show. I wanted to ask you, could you tell our audience, what, what are some of your roles there uh, at the best show exactly? What are your day-to-day -day responsibilities? Can you say that again? My phone was kind of breaking oh, up. No problem. <laughs> I was just saying, I, I'm also I'm a co-host, and I do associate producer uh, work here on the show. really breaking up there now. You want to call back? You want to try that? No, it's 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 my internet. I think I'm trying my best. I don't know what's going on here. M Mike, can you hear us? Yeah, but it's breaking up there. Okay, give me one second. Sorry, this is a real professional operation. Here. <laughs> play the play the mic. You guys song. sound like you're in a hallway or something. <laughs> play the mic song while yes. we wait. Mike, can you hear us now? I'm working on it. Uh, one of the things uh, social producers do is make sure that the internet yeah, doesn't come down, true. Tommy. This is true. <laughs> Shouldn't you be on the phone right now? I'm with Verizon. <laughs> I gotta go inside. Hey, Mike, can you hear us? Yeah, a little better. Okay, I was just gonna say, like, one of my roles here is also to be an associate producer, and I was wondering if you could tell our audience what are some of your roles for the best show. What what exactly from your are your day to day responsibilities there? No, he lost you again. It's okay. Let me tell you what I do around here. Yes. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you just come in and join us. This would us. be a good experiment because I came in totally sober. By 11 o'clock, we have to check back and see what happened. Right. Oh, that's, that's, that's too bad it got cut off when it did, Tommy, because I was really hoping he would tell you how to do your job. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what you want to know. John, I think we dropped the call, which is good, because let him reestablish the connection. Yeah, I think we're back on the air. The connection's reestablished. I'm sorry, Mike, if you can call back. That'd be great if you could hear my voice. Are we back? We're back. Sorry, everybody. No, these things error. happen. It's error. It's Must be the heat. It's fucking radio. Nope. Well, listen, John. When you get successful, you think maybe we could make some money, or I could even <laughs> just sell my headshot? No. Actually, Mary, I think we should talk about merchanting you out. <laughs> I think so. I think it's a thing. How are my Italian ISIS shirts going? Five three Mets in the top of the seven. They're all they're, gone. They're all gone. Bingo. Exactly. But you're not seeing a dollar of that, and you should be. I'm like Izzy. You know, Tom's generally, you know, he's not that way, you know. Yeah. But uh, if you call in and you don't have anything to say, you know, you're just setting yourself up. And I don't know if some of these people want that to happen. Maybe, you know, they take it as a badge of honor. Right. That Tom will hang up on them you, at some point. They get bad company. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, do you have a personal? Do you have a personal favorite call that, that uh, from you know that's happened in the past? That one one of your personal favorites? Well, I, I you know Fred Ricks from uh, Newport Ritchie was a, a you know a big fave of mine. Uh, he doesn't call so often uh, anymore, but uh, we became friendly. I actually was down in Florida and I met him. Um, so he's like one of my favorite callers. Um, right now we've got Avalanche Bob is sort of peaking. He sort of filled out the uh, Spike. Spike used to be like the number one you know caller to the show every night. Yeah. But uh, he hasn't made the transition to um, the internet for for whatever reason. Is there like a hotline, or every call comes in in the same line? Is there guys you just put right through? Like, okay, this guy's on. He, well, he, know, no, he knows I mean, the it's, secret it's number. First come, first serve. You right. know, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you usually have, like, people who will call right at the beginning of the show, and, and Spike was the, the number one guy at uh, FMU. And then right now we have uh, Avalanche Bob, who uh, specializes in um, snowboard rock. I guess that's what he calls it. Is the show hard to crack for the uh, normal listener, like... Um I know I've been accused of this too. Even the twenty people who listen to this show, that like it's <laughs> does it? It's it, it, some people have accused you guys of uh, not accused, but uh, said you guys have a uh, are kind of insular, and it's tough to get into if you're not like a regular listener just jumping in new, you know, and you don't know the uh, the backstories and the inside jokes and stuff like that. Well, I, I think you know Tom has acknowledged that you know you have to give the show you know a couple listens yeah. before you like. Figure out stuff. What the fuck you is know? that? Yeah. I didn't do that. Oh my god! That's something. I know what's happening. Sorry. Commercial Jesus break. Christ! Obviously, we need we need a new associate Your producer, audacity. Tommy. <laughs> Holy shit! I think we have I'm a gremlin in the mix. I think I figured out the problem. Oh my there we god! Go. Your Sorry about that. Playing back, didn't it? It's the audacity start, right. started playing the original. Oh my god! I'm so, so sorry. The show this over? is the biggest disaster ever. Okay. We're starting over. Mike, are you, you still there, Mike? <laughs> He's gone. Hello. I'm hanging in there. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. This is like the biggest disaster we've ever had for some reason. Why don't you just come down here and fix this shit, Mike? Come on. <laughs> we need a real producer. Well, I'm not a technician, so yeah. I mean, I. Do have, I don't know that I could help you guys out. You guys have, you have like a dedicated board operator and stuff there and all that shit. Yeah, Jason, Jason, uh, aka Dudio, set up the whole studio, um, and uh, Pat Byrne is also there to uh, get involved with technical stuff. Me and Tom are kind of removed from that. You know, we kind of let those guys do their thing. I have a. Um, I have a couple listener questions, if you don't mind, since we're already oh, sure. completely okay. off the rails. Ike from Kalamazoo, Michigan asks, <laughs> how many people do you interact with on a daily basis that have committed murder? <laughs> uh, committed murder. I, I don't know if he's talking about your time in the bar there or, or what. Is yeah, I mean, Bayonne, Bayonne is a weird town. And, um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of characters. Um you know, I've actually, you know, as part of my uh, having to reinvent myself in, in my 50s, I'm actually working at a second bar. Wow. You know, I, I haven't been talking about it. I just started working at another bar in Bayonne. Do you not want to talk about it because you don't want people showing up from the show? Well, I mean, Mass is, is the place, you know, I, I've talked about, and it's my family, you know, I'm connected to that bar. 
So I'm kind of like sticking with that. But I am working at another bar in Bayonne, and um, it's actually, I can walk there, which is like I've never had a job I could walk to before. Nice. And it's it's a nice bar, but, you know, I have to get it, get to know a whole new cast of, of characters, you know. I mean, even though this bar is close to me, I didn't really go there. So I, I don't know a lot of the people in this bar. So I'm getting to know a lot of people, and... Um, you know, right away when I I went there, you know, one of the bartenders said, "Oh, you know, this this guy, uh, you know, he killed two people," <laughs> and, and and I was like, "What?" You know, and he wants a frozen um, margarita for seventeen dollars immediately. Yeah, and I was like, "Really?" I mean, he seemed like a nice enough guy, he's an older guy, and he knew my uncle. And we, you know, I kind of just mentioned that I worked at masses, and he, you know, he, he mentioned my uncle, and he knows my uncle, so we're on good terms. So that's that's fine with me. Yes, yeah, yeah, stay on stay on good terms uh, with that guy. I I, I don't want to get on this guy's bad side. You what, know? what what does a beer cost in the bar? Regular, like a, a bottle of Bud, say, or a can, a bottle of Coors Light. What do you this, got? This what do you get for that? This is the weird thing <laughs> that I found out about Bayonne. Bayonne is like super cheap. Yeah, a pint, a pint in Bayonne is two seventy five, right? Nice. I'm moving that's to cheap. Bayonne. Nice, that is cheap. Right, that's cheap. Very, but you don't get, you know, yeah. I, I don't like. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I go, I've been to a lot of bars in my life, and um, uh-huh. I don't, um, I, I have a couple bar rules. I don't know if you agree with these. I, 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 I never pay with a credit card. Right, that's that's good. There there are no credit cards accepted at masses. Nice, I love it. And so, do you wait for the people to order like ten drinks? Some businessman comes in from out of town. He's like, "Give me ten Jaeger bombs." No, that doesn't happen. At and then masses. you go, "Hey, no. the, hey, man, there's no, there's no, uh, this is a cash only, and you have to go find an ATM." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we don't have an ATM in our bar. Perfect. Do you do, you do buybacks? But, that's yeah. an old time thing. Of course. Buybacks is the fourth drink. You know, you fourth get three drink. you get three drinks and then you get the buyback. That now my second exist. rule is because the two seventy five thing bothers me a little, that you get you shouldn't a man shouldn't get silver change back at a bar. Yeah, agree. Well well, yeah. I, we only have quarters. I mean we don't have dimes and nickels. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, everything's in quarters. So, I mean, that might not met, pass your test, but we, we, we do have uh, quarters changed. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make me crazy, but I, I dislike it when I get a, qu- like a quarterback. I'm like, come on with the quarter. Just make the drink $3. It's two seventy five, John. Live with it. Don't make it change. What am I supposed to do? Go home with 17 quarters in my pocket? Well, what happens is if, if there's four quarters on there, I'm going to grab those quarters right away and give nice. you a dollar. All right, I like it. Because we, we have to conserve the quarters. <laughs> but um, uh, you know when, when it used to be two fifty for a pint, and went up when it went up to two seventy five. You know, you couldn't believe the number of complaints we got. You oh know? yeah, I believe it. That's that's how cheap <laughs> Bayonne is. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I am buying a house in Bayonne next week. Should, I mean, if if these guys went to like a Knights of Columbus or something, they'd still be paying two fifty, and that's cheap. What are they? Well, that, that's it. We, we, you know, it's funny you mentioned Knights of Columbus. That's like our main competition. Oh, really? And there yeah. Is a, there is a, a Knights of Columbus a few blocks away from us, and you know they don't have to make a profit. They're yeah. a nonprofit organization, right? And they allow and so smoking. they sell everything cheap, and so yeah, that's where all the cheapskates go, and uh, you know they'll have food during uh, football season, and you can smoke. You can smoke, right? 
not at this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, how about the smoking this thing? This one, you have to go outside. Were, yeah. were you were you bartending in Bayonne when the smoking ban went into effect, and was there like a big freak out or anything? No, but you know, I, I remember going to masses. You know, before I worked there, and they had a, a, a recessed ceiling at the time, and you could smoke in there. Right. And you, if you spent ten minutes in that bar, you would come out reeking of smoke. I mean, all of your clothes would have to be aired out for days right. before the smoking smell disappeared. Yeah, I got to say, I'm a smoker. And, I prefer not to smoke in bars. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but. you know, I have a couple takes on this. It's kind of nice not having everything smell like smoke, but at the same time, I don't know. I, a bar is a, you know, if you go to Mike's Bar in Bayonne, that's a place where real men hang out, and they fill out a right. racing form probably, <laughs> and they're, you know... I mean, there's assumption of risk. You, you don't go there. Go some. Go to a restaurant. Fair or something. point. Go to Chili's. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but uh, even even the smokers uh, seem to have come around. Yeah. that they, they appreciate it, and it's not such a big deal to step out of the bar. You get used to it. Smoke and then come back in. You know, it's it's, it's not that big a deal, and they. They've all adjusted to it, so gives you a little break. Um, have you since the since the best show moved to uh, the internet? Have you have you cursed yet on the best show? Because I guess you can curse now, right? We can, and, and out of respect to Tom, you know, keeping it family friendly, right? I have uh, have not cursed. You know, you, you I never let not. anything slip. Holy shit! Yeah. Would you like to curse? No, I mean, Would I, you I like have to not cur- dropped an S bomb. I have not dropped an F bomb. Would you like I, to? The closest, would you like I, the closest I came to? I use the expression "effin." Right, effin. Right. Effin. Yeah. Would, would you like to curse it, on this show just to get it out of your system? No, no. I mean, <laughs> you know, generally, you know, I don't curse. You know, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. That's the weird thing. I, I, I'm not a person who curses a lot. Were you a Did you grow up Catholic? No. My my thing about cursing is that if you overdo it with the cursing, right. It, it doesn't have any impact. Right, exactly. So, you know, I reserve cursing for, like, extreme situations. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there was a situation I had at Masses. I've only really had to throw, like, one guy out of Masses. And, uh, you know, this guy came in. He wasn't, like, one of my morning regulars on Sundays. I, I open on Sunday at 9 a.m. Wow. We, we take a break. Every Jesus other Christ. day of the week, masses is open at six a.m. Oh my God! Oh yeah. my what? Six <laughs> yeah. a.m. for soccer. Six a.m. Yes. And who and, who are uh, the people so who come so in we, to drink we, at we six a.m.? We scale it back on Sundays to nine a.m. Right. so people can go to church <laughs> for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so this this guy came in, and you know he was drinking you know beer and Remy Martin. Shots of Remy Martin, which is expensive, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so he bought a couple rounds of both, and then it got to the point where, you know, I wanted to get him a buyback. And I said to him, you know, do you want a beer or do you want a Remy Martin? (laughs) And so he said a beer. So when I gave him the beer, I said, good luck. You know, I didn't charge him for it. Right. And then he started giving me shit, you know. He started, like, saying, you know. The Remy's twice as much, man. You should have got a beer and and a Remy. But but I asked him, you know, right? I mean, he could have said it, and I would have gave him a a Remy Martin for free. Right. No, you never, if if you're drinking two drinks at a time, a beer and a whiskey or a beer or whatever, 
uh, you're only getting b- bought back on one. I, right. I completely understand. Right. That. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like I gave him the choice. He chose beer, and then he was uh, giving me grief about it. And you know, he started you know uh, just sort of mouthing off to me, and I just said to him, you know, you know what. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, he and cursed. Like, the whole bar kind of erupted. Nice. Because Whoa, it was Mike. like, what? You know, what did he say? Because, you know, I, I don't talk that way generally. Right. Yeah. And, and, and he kind of, you know, he went out. He's cursing me out. You know, fuck you. And, you know, he, he gave me the whole routine as he went out. But it's like, you know, everybody, you know, I didn't get a standing O, but it was cl- it was about as close as I got to a standing O from the crowd when I just said, uh, you know, get out of here, you know, don't come back. I work here on Sundays. Yeah. You know, fuck you and, and you know. What is what back. what is happening in people's lives when they go to the bar at 6 a.m.? Are they working the midnight shift? Are they going into work? Do you get guys like a... Like a uh, like longshoreman or something in Bayonne. Well, like a, you know, that, is it like that the was wire? The case in, that was the case in Bayonne at one time. You know, Bayonne used to have even you know tons, a lot more bars than they do now. Yeah, uh, they it's do a, have a, a, you know a fair amount of shift workers still in, in Bayonne, and you know we we get some shift workers, but uh, it's a the port. Big surprise, it's a port the big city. Surprise right? To me was was just that there are. A number of people that just prefer to drink during the day, during the morning hours, rather than at night. My God! Um, I guess the thinking is that like it's it's not as crazy at, at night to drink, you know, where you, you get young people and you know they're going right. to fight with you and all that type of and stuff. And then and then you get to be in bed by like six p.m. <laughs> well, it, it, I, I think it's even earlier for a lot of these guys. Oh, I mean, yeah? they're, they're kind of done by, you know, noon, noon, 2 o'clock. Noon. So what is it, if, yeah. uh, the typical guy comes in on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and leaves at noon, what does he spend at the bar, like 40 bucks? And that's a daily... Oh, no, not even that much, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's what just... happens is a lot of guys will buy a round for the, the whole bar. And, and, and that's the thing that, that people will do at masses. You know, there's there's certain like guys that come in and 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 that they're known for like buying around, and then you know you got your cheapskates who'll come in. They know, you oh, know, who's going to be there on Sunday mornings, and they'll catch the wave. Right. You know, so they'll, they'll <laughs> end up getting two or three free drinks. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it when that that's happened. you, Mario. That's the I hate I those guys. <laughs> we have a word for those people. They're called alcoholics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So you, you you get those people who catch catch the wave. And everybody knows who they are because they they never buy a round back, you know, and so they they get a reputation as being cheap, but uh, you know that doesn't prevent you know the, the big spenders from you know buying them drinks. Yeah, because you know? You, because then you'll get your own reputation as as being cheap. But like, all right, I'll buy the whole bar around except for Phil. No, no, they they don't do that. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're kind of like they 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 know certain people uh, will never buy a round. But they continue to buy buy them drinks regardless. Do you ever get you like know? Uh, uh, you know like the the one uh, the crazy uh, any women in there at six o'clock in the morning? No, no, no. I mean, any yeah, women I in the mean, bar at all? Know, if you're looking for women, <laughs> you're in the wrong. No, but I mean, come, you, when I say women, I mean, masses, you know, I, I mean like I mean, you know the the uh, the the everyday drinker alcoholic woman who leaves her purse there every day. That doesn't no, happen. I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there there aren't that many women that come in to masses. Period. You know, right? And 
you know, they generally, if they, if they come in, they come in at night. And um, I would just say, you know, steer clear because, you know, um, you may be getting yourself into a crazy situation. Are there. you by yourself there? There's no bouncer or anything? So if you have to kick- Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm by myself. I mean, it's a tiny bar. Is there like a panic I mean, button or something? You ever get afraid? Like if well, some like rough customer? Yeah, there, there is a uh, there is a panic button. Uh, I've never really had to use it. I've done fill-ins at night. Nights at masses is a whole other story because you get a whole different crowd. And I think nights in bars in general is 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 harder because you're going to get people coming in drunk already. Uh, the expression is they they come in with a foreign load. <laughs> and um, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And and I I got into a I, I called it an international incident where uh, a Mexican guy got into a dispute with a Guatemalan guy. Oh yeah, they hate each other. I don't know. I just made that. And up. it was it was in Spanish, and and my I don't have a Spanish background. Right. Uh, and, really. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I, I, I saw things heating up. I, I came around from, from the back of the bar, and, you know, I kicked out one guy. And then he came back with a friend of his who was like a regular at the bar. And I got into a whole little further dispute. And uh, I basically told everybody they had to go, you know. The whole that's, bar. That's what you, you got to do. You, you just got to, like, kick everybody out. Everybody. And problems. What? Right, because yeah. then they'll play favorites. Like, this guy's playing favorites. He kicked him out and not me. You ever afraid, like, somebody will come back with a gun or be like, screw this guy, you know? It happens a lot. Yeah, no, it does happen. And, and you're um, stuck there. You're like a sitting duck. I mean, masses have a hold-up uh, a couple years ago. Oh. I wasn't working that night, and uh, one of my coworkers uh, was beaten up pretty badly. Oh, jeez. Uh, these guys came in with a tire iron. iron and um, uh, there was a guy in the bathroom at the time. There was two guys came in. You know, one guy did the, the old finger in the coat pocket. You know, he, had, yeah. he claimed he had a gun. Right. And, and my coworker kind of laughed at him. <laughs> and then the other guy produced a tire iron. And then he began beating him with it. Oh, and, um, God. And that's when the guy stepped out of the bathroom. <laughs> He ended up getting beat up pretty badly. He, you know, had some teeth knocked out and stuff. Um, Bad time so to that, walk out of the bed. That was the that was the only time that was the only time Masses has been held up. Right. And uh, but they eventually did catch these two guys. They were on a little crime spree. They uh, held up uh, a convenience store in Harrison, and then they 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 after Masses they uh, they robbed a restaurant bar not far from masses and um somebody saw the car they left in and uh through that uh id they were able to catch these guys right i don't know if they they went to jail i mean i you know i never heard the final outcome i would hope but they were arrested and the guy who got beat up i don't think he he, he had to testify in the trial so yeah it's it's strange i I never heard the uh, the final outcome. What there. kind of neighborhood is it around that bar? Is it like uh just a working class neighborhood is it industrial is it yeah a... I mean you know you know we say working class, but I mean you know where is the working class i mean yeah middle you know Bayonne, you know was a working class town at one point, but you know they've lost a lot of industry i mean there's still some uh there's still some industry uh, around Bayonne, but it's you know it's it's kind of disappearing. Yeah. Um, 
And um, so, you know, a lot of people commute to New York. Uh, but a lot of, I mean, you know, a lot of people are in the same boat I am, you know, it's kind of like they're, they're in their fifties and they're, they've, they've got to reinvent themselves, you mm-hmm. know, just to get by. And, um, you know, I mean, not everybody has been successful. I mean, I, I've, um, you know, just in a short period, I've worked there, I've worked there, you know, like four years. Um, I've just seen a lot of people, you know, my own age, you know, uh, die. Uh, either through um, Alcohol uh, OD, ODs from uh, pain pills, Ugh. you know. I mean, it's it's just like what you hear on the news. It's yeah, uh, you know, pain pills and heroin is big. You know, people are are dying from that in Bayonne. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it's you know, it's it's a problem. You know, I've seen like a little bit of a comeback on the streets of of New York by like where when I get on the train to the Madison Square Garden you see guys like nodding off and stuff and you're like oh man I didn't realize that heroin was still it's hitting Long Island still big. going on it's but, the special K uh, Zombieland it's back thanks well, to Blasio what it is they get they get hooked on the pills first right and then and it's then, not and enough and now the pills are more expensive than heroin yeah so so they turn to heroin just to save money mm-hmm and um, that's kind of why we've got this epidemic in the country now. Do you think and, that, like, um, is, is your job, like, watching all this go on? Like, people uh, showing up at the bar at 6 a.m. and the heroin? One of my customers, you know, and I kind of knew him a little bit, you know. He, he was a regular. And, um, you know, he started nodding off at the bar. Mm-hmm. And people would, like, throw their quarters at him. You know, that was kind of like a, a joke, you know. But I mean, it was serious. I mean, he was—he was, you know, obviously he's doing this, and he's not the only one. There was, a, there was a couple that was coming in, and and they were nodding out at the bar, right? You know, so I mean, yeah, I mean, you you got to deal with a lot of hard stuff. You know, you don't know who's going to walk through the door. Exactly. And uh, bars, unfortunately, yeah, they, they're not attracting, you know, uh, people who are yeah, at, at, at having si- the best. You know, lives necessarily. Nobody's and, um, walking there at six a.m. Uh, you know, who's like uh, got their life together? I mean, is there a lot of white guys? Do you see the racism every day? Do you cringe like they sit at the bar and say the n word and stuff like that? Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know, you got to deal with that stuff. You got to deal with um, uh, just stupidity in general, right? And you know, the how thing you, is, you're going to be offended. You know, at some yeah. point during the day. Do you say something? How do you deal with, like, a regular no. who comes in you know, who's, like, constantly, like, racist and and you can't, like, like you know him the guy for years. You know he's probably an okay guy, but he's just got this this terrible, like, hang-up that is it, you know, born and bred inside of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand. And and the thing is, you know, I, I you know, I'm sort of the new guy. The thing mm. about Bayonne is that, like, a lot of people did grow up all together so so they know they've known each other since they their kids you know so i'm still a bit of a stranger in the fact that you know i i didn't grow up with all these guys i didn't go to school with all these guys yeah and so when the offensive language starts you know it's kind of like you know i'm not going to lecture them i mean that would be stupid they're grown men you know, it's like, am I going to convince them not to talk the way they, you know, that, that to me seems stupid. Right. I, I don't talk that way myself. Yeah. You know, it's not like 
like I'm working there now I'm going to start talking that way. I don't do that. No, no. Uh, you know, you know I know, people, but does, people, does... people have picked up on that, you know. I mean, I have black customers, and they, you know, they, they'll say something like, you know, that they like the fact that I'm not, you know, buying into the, the nonsense that goes on in the bar and that I kind of have a higher standard, that type of thing. Right. So you're, but, le- um, you're leading by example. You know, you know it's tough, man, because, you know, I play poker with these same dudes. Bayonne is kind of like, uh, you know, I, I, I've never been to Bayonne, but I assume that, like, the, the this kind of neighborhood is very, uh, can mirror where I live in Queens. And just like, you know, you get these yeah. jackasses and, they, you know, it's tough, is all I'm yeah. saying. I, and it's tough to keep your mouth shut. And even when you open your mouth, they, the next week, they just pretend like it didn't happen, Listen, and they keep saying the same thing. Mike has to make tips. You have no excuse, Captain. Just tell them to <laughs> shut that up. I do. I say I don't want it under my roof. <laughs> what time yeah. do bars close? Well, we got jail? really serious. What no, time? well, but, you know, it's, it, it's, it's um, yeah, when, when you're bartending, you know, it's kind of a cliche about, you know, um, you know, you have to sort of be part psychologist psychologist you know yeah. and it's true because i mean you know now i'm working at another bar and i'm dealing with all new people so i've got to get to know them and it's you know you know a lot of them have problems i mean they come in with their problems and they want somebody to listen to yeah their problems and and you know, i think i'm a pretty good listener you know and um I kind of do that. You have to do that to be like a decent bartender. Do you ever feel guilty and, uh, serving somebody at six a.m. that you know has like an alcohol problem, and you're like, "Oh man, you know, you know what, dude, you just got to go home. I'm not, I'm not serving you at six a.m." Uh, you, you know. Well, believe it or not, six a.m. I've done fill-ins. You know, I've done the morning shift. I've done six a.m. openings, and those guys are all your regulars. You're not you're not getting guys at six a.m. except for New Year's Day. Which you don't you don't want we don't even open you know New Year's New Year's Day because right. you've got people who've been out all night right yeah 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 you don't want those so, to, like some twenty five so year old we kids don't even on a open coke. for that morning shift you know but I mean for every, for a typical morning shift you're getting your regular guys I mean some of these guys are are, are going out to work real early they just want you know get a little shot in before they go to work um, or they're you know they're just morning drinkers. And so they're they're your regulars. So it, actually, you know, the six a.m. hour is not it's not difficult, you know, because you're going to know everybody that comes in there. You're not going to get a lot of strangers at six a.m. Right. Um, you know, like I said, the, the nighttime is different where you get more strangers. What time do bars close in Bayonne? It's uh, generally two o'clock during the week, uh, but like Friday and Saturday, it's three o'clock. So there's never anybody who just gets kicked out at three and just waits for you on Sunday morning <laughs> at six. No, well, I'm gonna be outside smoking cigarettes actually, for three uh, hours. You know, I'll have a bartender who will go all night, and when I open in the morning, he's still, he's still there. You know that. Oh wow. That's, that, yeah, that's, you know, that's a rough thing. job, man. It's rough. I feel for you, and I, I I'm fascinated by the bartender job, and that's why I ask you so many questions about it. I'm sorry that we got. So uh, no, no, on this I mean, topic, you know, it, it I, is interesting, and you know, it's it's different for me because, you know, I kind of had to do it, you know, just to make some money, and um, 
it's been you know, quite different than working in publishing, obviously. And now you have three bartending jobs. You're, you're a professional bartender. I don't know if you know that, this. but Well, th- like I said, I, I'm reinventing myself. Right? <laughs> Isn't that the word? you got to your... reinvent yourself Listen, in your 50s. You uh, know? Let, let's switch gears for a second here. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you've met a lot of people, I guess, on the best show through interviews or at least on the phone. Um, and you're in the industry. Who's the biggest jerk? Who's the biggest asshole you've ever met? Like in, nah, it, come nah, on! I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna answer that question. Okay, how about? You're gonna answer, it was Tom, was it? It's guest, Tom. Yeah. Who, all right, who's your favorite guest? I, I really, uh, I mean, he, he's not a, you know, he's not on the show very often, but uh, you know, oh, and it, it got discussed on the show was uh, Zach Galifianakis, right? Was on the show, awesome, and it was around Christmas time. He was in and, in the um, studio. Was that? Was he in the studio? Yeah, yeah, he came in. He came in. He came in a couple times. Right. And uh, one one year it was around Christmas time, and uh, he was, he was living in Brooklyn at the time, um, and he invited <laughs> he invited Tom to like a Christmas party, <laughs> and just because I was standing there, you know, I kind of put him on the spot. He invited <laughs> me. Right. That's the way to go. <laughs> and of course, you know, hey, you got the I'm invite invitation down, right? Yeah. This was before the Hangover came out. It was it was like right before. Right. So let me let me let me guess. Tom, became Tom huge, you know. Tom doesn't go, but you do, right? Is that what happens here? What's that? Tom didn't go, but you did. No, no. Tom went. Oh, he did. Okay. But but you know, you know, he gave it time. Like I think he said, like nine o'clock. And so I I waited. You know, I I basically worked that day. I was working in Hoboken at the time. And, you know, it's not like I went there, like, before 9 o'clock. But, uh, you know, I figured, you know, I'd give a little time. I got there about 9.30. The woman approached the door simultaneously. <laughs> and it turned out we were the first guests there. Right. You know? <laughs> Awkward, yeah. And I brought some beer. <laughs> right. you know, What'd you like bring? Like a six-pack uh, six of, six of Coors Light? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. And, and, uh, you know, no, I think I had a 12-pack, actually. There you go. Oh, good. I always yeah, show up yeah, at a 12-pack. You know, I, I, I never show up and, at a party uh, with less than a 12-pack. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we went in there, and, um, you know, yeah, I, I was a little embarrassed. That, you know, I was the first one. I thought, you know, I gave it enough time that other people would be there. Uh, but, you know, Zach was very cordial, and he sat down, and he was talking to us, and, you know, and then um, I always forget his name. Uh, who was the guy from Arrested Development? Tom um, Hanks. No, no. Who? Jason. Jason. Uh... Bateman. No, no, no. Um, uh, David Cross. No. Oh, he... John. John. Sarah. Oh, oh. John uh, Will. Will. Will Arnett. Yeah. Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Ar- Arnett. Right. Will Arnett was there, and he was very nice. You know, I talked to him for a while, you know, and, uh, you know, eventually Tom showed up and, you know, he, he got a big kick out of the fact that I was the first one there. But <laughs> this became like a, an ongoing joke, you know, right. I mean, Zach, Zach would call and what time you know, did talk everybody about, else get you know, there? me showing up at the party and, you know. So it, it became like a sort of uh, running joke. Did you, when you were showing up, did you have any inkling in your mind that it was too early, or you just it didn't even cross your mind? No, I like I said, I, I thought you know, 
I, I thought I gave enough time. You yeah. know, it was it wasn't like I showed up an hour earlier. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I showed up like a, a half hour later than the time he said. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so you I know, that's like, acceptable. I felt like, you know, hey, you know, that's that's reasonable, right? But I guess, you know, showbiz people, it's yeah. like, you know, they'll show Petually up too late. <laughs> Listen, everybody show up. At the, you, you know what's, Mike, you're, you're completely right. You should show up. You're half hour late. You're perfectly on time. And everyone else shows up at 1130. It's bullshit. It's rude. It was Christmas, right? Everyone should be on time to things. Christmas time. Uh-huh. Did you yeah. bring Did you bring do rags for everybody? <laughs> do rags? No, that, uh, that was a later joke. That, yeah, that was one of my jokes that uh, kind of did not go over well. <laughs> Mikey, you, you're are you a music fan? Yeah, big music fan. Can I play a little game with you now called Crap Not Crap? Yeah. I'll just give, I'll just give you a band and you tell me whether they're crap or not crap. Oh, okay. I want yeah, to I ask you about one guy before. We if go you feel like crap. you have to stop and qualify your answer, that's fine. Go ahead, Mario. One more question before crap. I want to ask this about this guy. Uh, who is the passive and objective Joker fan, and how did he? What's up with that song? Do you know what is I'm talking what? about? I saw a, a thing by the passive and objective Joker fan, and he wrote a song. What's up with? Oh, here's a song with. Are you here's drunk? a song about you, AP Mike Lisk. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. I. How long ago was that? It was recent. He, here's he crap, wrote, not crap, with Mike song about with AP you, Mike. Mike. All right, forget that. Mike, I give you a Look band. Look it up. I give you a band, and I have a, a song about Mike, and I also have Mike's song, which we'll play after. Uh, okay. I'll give you a band. You say whether they're crap, not crap. Sound easy enough? Sure. Everybody play this with everyone. Here's Crap Not Crap with Michael Lisk. Uh, Frank Zappa. Okay. <laughs> uh, is Frank Zappa crap or not crap? Yeah, he's crap. New York Dolls. New York Dolls is not crap. Metallica. Who? Metallica. Uh, I say crap. Foo Fighters. Um... I you know I I bought some of their early albums but uh, haven't been uh, down that road in a long time I'd say crap. Who's your favorite band? Favorite band probably is the Rolling Stones. Yeah, nice. Who do you put in your top five? You, what do you got for number two? Top five is uh, Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Bob. You know, it's obvious. You know, it's it's like classic rock. I mean that that was the era I grew up in. Uh, what I say, Bob Dylan, uh, Led Zeppelin, Grateful Dead, you know. Right. Oh, you're, are you a crazy dead guy? Do you go to these dead and funny oh, yeah. shows I and mean, stuff? Well, I'm not going to, like, the current stuff. I, I, I ended up getting, somebody gave me some free tickets to uh, one of the uh, shows with John Mayer. Right. right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I went in with, like, the lowest expectations possible. Uh, to me, it was just like, you know, another guy wanted to go, and it's like, all right, you know, I got these free tickets. I didn't spend any money. So it was literally just a night out, and, um, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't so terrible, you know. Right. Uh, you're, uh, you're an old enough guy. Do you have all these, like, dead bootlegs on tape and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't go, I didn't get into that when it was tapes, you know. I, yeah. I, I became, like, a big fan of the live stuff when they started releasing you know the dicks picks was uh when they started uh, releasing live shows officially you know and um i got a couple of those and i was like wow this is this is some great stuff and then i got involved 
with there was a uh, show on WBAI. It may still even be on Saturday nights called uh, Morning Dew, and there was a website there, and uh, all these deadheads were sh- sharing shows on CD. Yeah, and it was all um, you know uh, you know great recordings. It wasn't like um, audience recordings; they were soundboard recordings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I could, I couldn't believe, you know, how good the quality was. So then I, yeah, I kind of went nuts. And it was just like this trading thing. You know, you basically, you know, they would they would see the show. You know, somebody would have the show. And then basically they'd send it out. You'd get it. You'd make your copy and send it to the next guy. And I, I did that for a couple years, and it was, it was kind of crazy. I, I just amassed, you know, all these shows. I mean, I like... You know, there's a particular period I like. I'm not like a total fanatic that I like them through their entire career. Mm-hmm. I like from like the late 60s through uh, 77, 78. Right. And then pretty much, you know, I'm done with them now. Right. You think Touch of Grey is bullshit, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan at that point, you know. Um, oh, yeah, wait. Well, the it's, 80s, it's, once, once, uh, uh, let's see, keyboard player, the uh, Brent Midland came on. Uh, I was out of there. You know, I, I thought he had a, like a real sort of middle of the road sound. Did you ever? And, you know, did you ever he, see The he, Dead with Jerry Garcia? Yeah, I saw them. The wow. first concert I ever saw was um, one of their most famous shows, and it it was released as a Dick's pick. They played uh, English Town, New Jersey, and uh, in 1977. And um, I went because my cousin was going to be working at the Ramada Inn where the band was staying. Right. <laughs> so, we, so I went there the night before. She had to work in the morning, you know, to serve breakfast. And she called me down from the room when Jerry Garcia was there. Whoa. And I, I literally sat next to Jerry Garcia as he ate his breakfast that day. What? Yeah, and I, I got his autograph, which was eventually thrown out by my mother. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, so, I, I, you know, I, and that was a show where, you know, they were supposed to control the audience. They were supposed to only sell, like, I don't know, 40,000, and it, it turned out to be one of these 100 and over 100,000 people showed yeah. up. It was, like, one of the largest concerts they ever did. But it was, it was the one that they considered the one that they, they actually did a good performance. Because they played at all these big shows, uh, Woodstock and Watkins Glen, and their performances were considered, you know, subpar. Right. But at that show, you know, it's considered one of their, their biggest, uh, the biggest shows that they had a great, great show. You lucked out. You got yeah. You got uh, I mean, it was, uh, it was memorable because, and then it was sheer chaos after the show. Actually, it was sheer chaos during the show. We were supposed to meet uh, my uh, cousin's boyfriend. And this is, you know, this is in the age before cell phones. Right. And, you know, he basically gave, like, an instruction of where he was going to stand. <laughs> and we, we, we found him in a, you know, a crowd of, uh, you know, 100,000 people, uh, which was kind of incredible. Uh, a woman gave birth. During the show, oh, they, they, they had to have a this helicopter come in. Also, typical to, dead. Yeah, they had to have a helicopter come in to get this woman out of there. 
because she was uh, giving birth to her child. And then at the end of the night, they they used, instead of having like a fence around the area, they had uh, tractor trailers. Right. And, you know, after the show, you basically just sort of followed the crowd to the perimeter, and I, I had to scale a, a tractor trailer <laughs> just to get out of the, you know, the event. Why not just so, yeah, crawl? It was kind of insanity. It, it, would know, seem people, to, it would seem to me that crawling underneath would be the way to go. What would be the what was that? Crawling underneath is, it would be faster. No? Well, no, no. I mean, they were like flat on the ground. It was, oh, there was no space okay. underneath them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it's bizarre. funny that you got into and, this tape trading. Uh, I imagine that the uh, this tape trading like uh, cult of people almost would be a little bit insane. And you get and you're like, man, I, I, one day you're like, I'm in too deep. I gotta get out. It's like, where's Pokemon? <laughs> where's Jerry Garcia? <laughs> Gotta get them all. No, I mean, I, I kind of was going through like a, a heavy, uh, I was going through some heavy stuff at the time, so it was kind of like a nice distraction. Right. And it was like kind of a, a thing to get my mind off of other bad stuff that was happening. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm just going to burn some more shows. <laughs> <laughs> Fill up this notebook, you know. It is fun. I mean, I'm not a dead fan, but the... the um you know the social camaraderie of everyone getting together and stuff. You feel that, and that's you know yeah. That, no, and, that and is, I got to that's know some of the thing. guys you know who were involved in that, and they're all good guys. Yeah. You know, we we went to, uh, you know, the Dead has been doing this thing where like um, maybe they're doing it in August this year. I don't know. Yeah, They've been know. doing on uh, Garcia's birthday. They have these, um, you know, you could do these one night things at movie theaters. And, um, you know, they, they, would, they showed, like, the first year they showed the Grateful Dead movie, you know. And uh, all the Dead fans showed up for that. And so they've been doing it, like, for the past few years. And last year, you know, they did the, uh, they did the uh, closed circuit of the last Dead shows in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to one of those. You know, I went to the first night. In Brooklyn? And, um, it was, again, I went in with low expectations. And it wasn't so bad. That's and I was in an air-conditioned movie theater. I wasn't, you yeah. know, standing in the middle of a yeah. <laughs> crowd and, you know, sweating it out, you know, in Chicago. And uh, I had a good time, actually. Well, that's the way to go into anything with low expectations. You're a Mets fan, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, are you watching the Mets now like we are? It's 5-3. to three. We're in the top of the ninth. We have a man on second. Jose Reyes is at the plate, and we will oh, do okay. our best. Yeah. Every Mets fan knows about low Listen, expectations. Listen, I remember last year, at, after the All-Star break, my friend and I, Dave Harrison, went down to uh, Philly, and this is where we turned it all around. We were down by, like, 9-2, to two, and we came back and won that game. And this yeah. is the way it's going to go. God damn it. <laughs> So what were we talking about? Crap, not uh, crap. Crap, not crap. Uh, here's a just, here's a uh, polarizing one. Steely Dan. No, I, I'm a big fan. This is where like uh, I mean, really? me and Tom differ on different things. Why? You know? Like why? Like what's the? Well, appeal? no, I mean it's music. You know, it's like right. and, you know no, it he, isn't. he talks about it. He says like if you like something, you like something. Right. You know, and yeah. I'm the same way. I'm not going to you know criticize you if you if you like a certain band that I don't sure. like. No, we're you not like here to it. criticize. You like it, right? Yeah, but I'm just you found I'm, something that you like. <laughs> I'm curious. Congratulations. I, I I mean, it's just a mystery to me why people think it's good. I think most deadheads like Steely Dan. I guess I don't know, man. I can't. I can't. No, I, I, I can't understand. See it. It's and, like and looking at one of those magic eye why things. People, 
I can understand why people don't like the Grateful Dead. They don't have good singing voices, for one. Yeah, they're you know? boring and annoying. And, and, and the same applies to <laughs> Steely Dan. It, there's no real good singing right. going on there. Yeah. But, you know, I can, I, you know, I can bypass that. I mean, Bob Dylan isn't a good singer. No, he's terrible. But, but I, you know, I appreciate what he does, you know? Really? So, I mean, I'm if, getting annoyed if, with if that you're, if you're a fan of, like, good singing, you're not going to like any of them, probably, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I'm a fan of a lot of bands that have uh, tr traditionally bad singers, like, you know, like Sebado and these indie rock bands that have, uh, you know, are just yeah. not good at their instruments, and I still can't get into, like, the Dead, Steely Dan, Bob Dylan. I used to like Dylan. I have a bunch of Dylan records, but I, like, I, I'm not reaching for one, you know? I don't know what it is. He's, like, annoying me. Yeah. I always thought The Grateful Dead was uh, reggae music for white people. Oh, wow. Interesting. I thought you'd be a Dead fan, Mario. I went to see him once about in the 77, too. I saw him at the Meadowlands. Uh, the only That's thing the best that, year. The only thing that made it good was the acid. I mean, the first half was <laughs> total chaos. I never yeah, liked the dead. Well, I was getting into punk at that time. I, I listened to a lot of reggae music because I went to college with a guy from Jamaica, and, and we did a lot of that on our radio show. And I, always, I just thought it was a big, giant reggae festival, except everybody was white. And that's, that's how I always thought of it. Reggae music for the white folk. Well, that, but that's unusual because, I mean, there aren't too many. There's a couple of their songs that I can say, you know, Fire on the Mountain's got a reggae thing to it. Oh, it wasn't the music but, itself. It was the mindset and the oh, heavy I, amounts oh, of see. marijuana you're not, you're not being smoked. the music. And the dreadlocks and the, and the clothing. Oh, right, yeah. dude, I, I think it would be a, you know, a crazy fun time to be at a dead concert and everyone loves each other and blah, blah, blah. But no. I mean, you know, ja the, like listening, uh, listening to the records, it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't have it in me. I'm not judging you, Mike. I'm just saying, you know, from my no, own personal. No, I mean, you know, and I, I understand, you know, if you don't like it because I, I, I understand their shortcomings. You know, I don't think, you know, uh, Bob Weir is one of the greatest singers. I don't think Jerry Garcia is a great singer. But, you know, I, I, I kind of like Jerry Garcia. As well. I like Jerry Garcia more than Bob Weir. I mean, Bob Weir kind of, you know, he had his peak period but in the years that I described. But then, you know, in the later years, you know, his voice, you know, he started just over-singing. Yeah. Uh, Garcia's, Garcia's voice really deteriorated. So, I mean, I heard that as early as, like, 78. Right. You know, and, and I was like, okay, you know, they're, they're kind of not going in a good direction. And then I got into other stuff. I got into all the punk stuff. I, you know, I was a big fan of The Clash, and I went to some of their big early shows. Um, That's awesome. So I was, like, yeah. a huge fan of them. Uh, the Ramones, Elvis Costello, Talking Heads, all that stuff, uh, you know, was like big for me, you know, in my teens and right. in, in early 20s. You were at the right age. We were at that age where yeah, just exploded. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, you at that formative age. I was, you know, I was born in 61, so I was like 17, yeah, and it meant you know, in 1978. All that stuff was happening. Right. So, yeah, I, I was at a good age for all that Don't stuff. Don't you feel sorry for, like, people who are 17 in the 90s? It was pretty depressing. <laughs> you know, I you know I try to be uh, open-minded uh, to, to, to new music, you know. Yeah, I mean, new, but, the, there was a kind of music coming out in, in that middle of the 80s, 90s uh, that really just... Right, that's a revolutionary period of music that we missed, and that kind of sucks for us, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, my hate for the Grateful Dead has nothing to do with their uh, musical... And I, I don't want to say hate, but my dislike for them has nothing to do with their musical attributes. I don't care. Like, I don't like Rush. 
I don't care how good somebody could play. I, I have no interest in that. It just does. If it moves you, it moves you. Rush, crap, not crap. Yeah. <laughs> Rush, crap, not crap. What do you say, Tom? They're, they're crap. I mean, I didn't like, uh, you know, my some of my friends were into yes, you know, yeah. and I, I couldn't get into them. I, I can't get into some some of the bands with, like, the high, Full you know, seven. the high-range lead vocal, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so yes didn't do it to, for me. Rush, uh, you know, I couldn't, couldn't listen to that. Um, uh, the some of the other, you know, art rock, rock groups that... Boston, you know, like uh, ELP. Yeah, yeah, uh, crap. Yeah, I couldn't get into that stuff. How about the... Even, you know, I, I try listen to... I know Tom's a big fan of uh, King Crimson. Yeah. You know, um, I have, you know, Court of the Crimson King, and, you know, I think it twice, you know. It yeah. just wasn't my thing, you right. know. How about The Who? I was a Who fan. Um, not, like, crazy like some people are. Uh, some of their early records, I, I just thought didn't sound good, you know, when mm-hmm. I played them, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm a casual Who fan. I like them. Yeah. <coughs> uh, how I about, like the singles, I, Who's Next. Live know? at Leeds. Yeah, that's a great one, yeah. How about Kiss? Crap, not crap. Kiss was like one of my first bands, you know? Right. I mean, I was a kid, and, and they were big, and uh, one of my friends was into them, had, like, that was like the first concert T-shirt I ever saw. So, a friend of mine had the Kiss Destroyer shirt, and that's pretty much how I got introduced to Kiss was through a T-shirt. And I was kind of like, "Oh, that was kind of cool." You it know, looked badass at the time, right? Yeah, it, it was. You know, yeah, I was. What was I? I was twelve, thirteen, you know, whatever. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of like it was scary, you know, too. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I got. Uh, Destroyer, Kiss Alive. I got a couple of those records, and I, you know, I was into it for a little bit. And then I got actually, this just came up at masses. Uh, I guess I got it for Christmas. Rock and Roll Over, that album. Yeah, you know, yeah. With uh, what I, songs I, are on that? They called they, they called me out on it because I didn't realize that Doctor Love was on that album. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought Doctor on uh, Destroyer. Right. I can never but, um, remember. I got that for Christmas, and then it was like, I was disappointed. I was like, eh, I think I'm done with Kiss, you know? Yeah, Dr. Love is, is not a good song. <laughs> they call me Dr. Dr. Love. Love. Come on, yeah. Dr. Love. <laughs> I got the cure you're thinking of. That's Crap Not Crap with Michael List. Thank you, Michael. Wait, wait, I want one more. Yeah. I well, want you got another one? Jethro, Jethro Tull. Tull. Yeah, they're they're crap. Yeah, fuck you, Mike. Uh, Jethro Tull. Fuck you, you know, Mike. Like I said, some of my friends were into the the prog rock, and uh, they went to when I was in high school. They went to see uh, Jethro Tull at uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my friends, uh, you know, the the big thing would go to a concert. You know, you didn't sit in your seats. You tr- you 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 tried to get down yeah. closer to the stage. Of course. You know? Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you, you try to get down closer to the stage, and one of my friends, uh, while doing this, had a, uh, an usher uh, punch him in the mouth oh. when, he, when he was trying to get down. And uh, my friend had uh, braces at the time, <laughs> and, and he said that he spent the rest of the concert just trying to uh, detach his lip, his upper lip from his uh, braces. Oh. 
they kind of merged, you know. Aqua Lip. What what year was this? The Garden. That's got to be like 79. See, I do envy you guys. I wish I was at concerts. Like I'm glad I'm not ten years older, but I'm also sad that I didn't. I missed like the you know all this great stuff. Yeah. Sucks. Oh, Mike, thank you so much for calling in and staying on us, staying on with us for so long. Do you have anything to plug? Do you want to talk about uh, anything besides? Well, you can go to apmike dot bandcamp dot com ap mike dot bandcamp dot com songs i got t-shirts i I bought the song today for a dollar it was easy use your paper sale they're still up there (laughs) and mike uh what what is your weekly income from this what are you making like uh you know 50 bucks a week you know what i mean i'm very grateful because uh it's it's helped me a lot i haven't had to go back into my savings that much right um (laughs) and uh state of america yeah so I, i mean i'm grateful for anybody who's who's bought a song or uh, headshot or a T-shirt. Right. And I, I, I really appreciate if, it. If we buy three headshots, do we get the fourth one free? <laughs> Buyback. <laughs> Buyback on the headshot. Nobody's asked me for that, but uh, for you guys, I definitely would do it. Nice. Bring them to the bar. Let them all know who you are. I no, you no. Know. You know what? Somebody said that. You know, it's like, no, I, I would be laughed out of that bar <laughs> if I brought those headshots in there. Come on, you, know? you got you to just hang one up for the goof. No, man. no. I mean, it would be ripped down. It would be, you know, people oh, would draw These guys are mad. would go up on it, you know. These I mean, guys I, are I, rough, I, you know, man. I'm not that out of touch that I, I don't realize how ridiculous it is. <laughs> <laughs> be a well, pe- listen, who's really ridiculous? You or the or the customers showing up at 6 a.m.? You're the re- well, real you know, person. Hey, I'm not going to. I don't judge. I don't judge. I mean, I'm, you know, just well, a bar. You should start. <laughs> There's Mike. Mike, thank you so much for calling. I really right, appreciate thanks, you taking guys. the time with us. Time. Hey, thanks, man. And uh, thanks, Mike. I don't know what to say. You know, thanks for staying on with us for so long. There's Michael Lisk, AP Mike from the Best Show, thebestshow.net. Go there and uh, listen to them steamroll chumps every Tuesday <laughs> from nine to midnight. And we love everybody from the Best Show. It's the it is the best. Show. Are we going to play his song on on the break? I will play. Uh, yes, I will play Mike's song that he has written, and uh, it's on Bandcamp. You could buy it. I will, I will play Michael Perry if that's okay with Mike. That's fine. Nobody record it. Go buy it on Bandcamp, like I did, <laughs> like a, like a real man. And then find thanks for the, having me, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Okay, bye. All right, there he is. There's Michael Lisk, AP Mike from the Best Show. We'll be back after that's this the best live show. from the Barrage Radio. Nope. Thank nice. you. Here's. Here he is. Michael Perry died in a freak accident last week. Drove his car through the front of 7-Eleven. was injured but he took out the slurping machine and a large display of Lay's potato chips. My mother called to give me the news. I hadn't heard his name in 40 years. Michael Perry was a kid from the neighborhood. We hung out together when we were young. from Portugal I found this quite exotic his father was my hard-nosed little league coach he made me wear a cup in every game 
Her, you scared me a little bit. 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 Even at that early age, she struck me as sincerely held in. Sincerely held in. Sincerely held in. My brother and I used to go to his house to play the board game masterpiece. When we weren't looking, Michael Perry would hide the dice. And when we asked where they were, he would spit them out of his mouth. I remember Michael Perry showing us a Dennis the Menace coloring book. Every character he had drawn a penis. Even Mrs. Mitchell and Mrs. Wilson. And this made him laugh uncontrollably. Michael Perry taught me about the birds and the bees. He shouted to me from across the street. You came out of your mother's sea. I can remember it to this day. Drove to Florida for the funeral. I'm not even sure why. I signed the guest book and grabbed a prayer card. Someone had drawn a penis on it. That's when I knew the spirit of Michael Perry was still alive in a drawing of a penis on our Lord and Redeemer Jesus Christ. Michael Perry was still alive in a drawing of a penis on our Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Excuse me, sorry, I have a little throat thing going on today. Uh, for those of you listening who think the show sounds a little low, I actually lowered that song a little. And, uh, you know, Mike's Mike's phone, even though Mike's phone sounded pretty good, was a little on the trebly side, so I, like, pumped up the bass. That might be uh, the problem we're having here. I pumped up the bass. Pumped Pump that bass up, up baby. the jam. Pump it up a little more. Buh, buh, buh. Get your body buh, buh, moving buh. on the dance. We're back live from the barrage. Thank you to Michael Lisk of The Best Show. What a... Uh, Cool, dude. Fourth, forthcoming guy. Uh, a great interview, I'd in like my to, opinion. Yeah. I'd like to go to that bar and get some $275 pints. We are going to Bayonne. And leave it alone. We will not leave it alone. After Cooperstown. Wasn't there a new wave song called uh, Just Another Girl from Bayonne? Is that a real song that I just imagined? By the Stranglers, right? No. In, in my head, like Bayonne is like a port city. Bayonne's on the water. There's the Bayonne Bridge, which goes to what, Brooklyn? Uh, Staten yeah, Island, the Goat Isles. Huh? It goes to Staten Island. Goes to Staten Island. It goes to Jersey. Goes, no, it is yeah, in Jersey. That's what it connects. Staten Island know? to Jersey. Yeah. It's right. a sad fact that a 54-year-old man has to rely on seven jobs when he's the associate producer of one of the top best shows that ever exists. Right. <laughs> well, this is this is the uh, you know reality of uh, being an artist now. Right. It, I guess it always has been in a way. If I was him, 
I would go to when Bruce Springsteen is at, at the Meadowlands, I would sneak into his dressing room and make him aware about the working conditions of the beer tenders and everybody else in that place because Bruce wouldn't stand for that. Maybe his Chris Christie might, but Bruce would not stand for that. You know, it's, not it, for it's tough. I mean, you know, Tom Sharpling is one of the top guys in radio, according to, you know, almost everybody. And uh, when we had Tom on, we, we asked him, like, like, how does he not have a show on terrestrial radio? How does he not have a show on satellite radio how is no one paying for this it'll and i happen. think he, he got really fresh it'll happen it's been going on i mean uh, you know it's not going to happen for any of us <laughs> it, it's been going on so long i mean you could just have any jadrul in the world you got to listen to this morning show that uh, my coworker puts on what so there's really no more local radio so he puts on this uh, it's on 710 W O R, which is like oh, the Len Berman. It's it's the Met channel and it's the conservative like nutball Sean Hannity comes yeah, on in the afternoon, that. and in the morning it's like, oh, another conservative nutball. But he's got Len Berman, who's like the yeah. who's like the local weather well, that's man. That's your friend. But he's not. He's no. Not right but I'm in, just saying, he? like it's the only local show, and it's it's if you listen to it, it's fucking horrible. Like there's no reason. Are you saying we're better than W O R? We're better. There's we're no the, reason the, the best, best show around. or this show or anybody else couldn't be on that and, and fill that time slot. It, it, it's it's insanity. So it's never going to happen. The point is that, you know, I, I don't know what the point is. The point is I'm going to kill myself tomorrow. I'm selling my headshots for four ninety nine. That's all I know. Put it, is there a merch link on our page? Yes, there is, actually. Well, then I'm starting to sell things, man. Can I put my e can Ryan put your eBay stuff up? I'll buy you a Polaroid camera on eBay so you can take headshots of yourself. <laughs> Uh, to take yeah, Mario's yeah. headshot, you got to stand in New Jersey. Yeah, with that test head. to the Gugutsa. <laughs> uh, how'd you know that? Tom? I, I was listening on the way over. Wow, you remembered the oh, Italian dude, phrase for test, test of, the head of a giant squash. It's emblazoned <laughs> in my memory. Testa <laughs> Bayon. <laughs> I'm glad we etched that right in your brain. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. I, I love those three uh, sayings that your dad called you Mario growing up. That's, that, that was a very endearing. Listen, What's today, Italian for a piece of shit? I wish you were never born. Better than Merda. I always say, I wish you'd never been born. I guess One Figure the Nudu covers it all. Figure the Nudu. But you know what? We worry so much today about scarring our kids. Hey, listen. We were all the better for it. Our parents scarred us left and right. They didn't care. And we developed into some no. fine, upstanding citizens. I'm not, though. I'm, I'm a mess. All right. <laughs> You're a mess. We're all messes. Look at Tommy Rockstar. He's a Total mess. Total mess. Total mess. Ryan's probably the normalest uh, guy here. So, I'm doing great. So the next Ryan, generation you, you have, like, psychological problems? When you, you seem so normal and straight. Do you go home and, like, cry in your pillow and think about, like, horrible things that happened to you when you were a oh, kid? Oh, I have a lot of internal battles, but my Listen, childhood was not easy. Right, you know? but I, your, your parents got divorced, like you said earlier. That, when was, you were, that was fine. You know, that was just, that was uh, fine. That, that was just <laughs> dealt with at the time. It's, it was almost like mourning. <laughs> that you, doesn't even make the top five. You're in mourning for a little while. Broken heart. Then you get used to it, and there's nothing to it. So yeah, but getting um, used to it could be bad too. It's no, it's more more along the like seventh grade. That's when it got a little more challenging for me because all of a sudden everybody started making fun of me in school. Why? Because then you're allowed to. I don't know. Get maybe to that age. you're a tall, skinny, gorky guy. You seem pretty normal to me. I wasn't even really that tall yet at that point. Right. I didn't get tall until high school. That's right. And they called uh, him figure the nude. You had only one parent. Well, why are people making fun of you? Uh, I don't know. I was probably kind of nerdy at the time. I had to wear Because you were a little, uh, you weren't you know, like uh, I was the, wearing contact the rest of these yet. queens fanooks, like uh, fanooks bullying. Well, yeah, and I really Be wasn't. Bullying people. Getting wasn't, out. You're not an aggressive guy. I wasn't really that great at sports, so right. like in gym class it was i was kind of exposed um ah. as far as uh 
not being in the percentage that is desirable of uh, who you want to keep company with and play games with. So, right. well, uh, why do you think uh, I do this? Well, you it know, was, I and mean, it was easy to pick on kids back then. Yeah, I always had a plan when I was back then, and that was just to go to the biggest, coolest guy and then just have a fight with him. You're not in jail. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, that's I a jail that, tactic. That's how bro. it works. I did that and I lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's even worse. That's yeah. So that didn't help. <laughs> well, I always helped. I always had. Uh, in fact, I met one of them at the country club. He couldn't. I hadn't seen him in years. He's like, but fucking Mario and Sarah, it's me, Louis Rabi. I'm like, holy shit, man, you're still a giant. But it was. Uh, <laughs> it was more about the lack of confidence, and they picked up on that, and then right, they exactly. Take that's what of it's it. like. So. They're like a dog, and they they smell fear. So I remember this Puerto Rican guy used to get in my face, and and one day he got me. He he always used to confront me after school and be like, yo, give me a quarter so I can call my girl, like for a phone call when back when there's pay phones. And I'm uh, like, no, I don't have a quarter. And sometimes I give him a quarter. And then sometimes, like one day he confronted me by the locker room and he got like got my face. He's like, yo, I'm going to fuck you up. And this guy was intimidating. Whoa. Like he was bigger than me. You know, they, he was not from my neighborhood. He was like bust in, you know. And uh, he's like, yo, I'm going to fuck you up. And I, and I just went like this. I go, yo, I'm going to fuck you like, That's it. Just fuck you. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say And it confused him so much. He's like, you, what? You, you In know, the ass right now. You fuck me. And so now I had to double down. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fuck. Amazing. <laughs> he left me alone after that. He didn't know what to make of it. He goes, let me go pick on some other guy because this guy's going to have well, sex. With That's like that clip on YouTube. Have you guys seen the like, like yeah, guy starting fights? fights and, they, with him and he takes his clothes off and right away. Right running. Exactly. They all go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get I, picked on too much. It was more like guys screaming at us because we had long hair like, yo, metal, metal, metal heads, metal heads. But, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, it didn't really last that much longer. It's By the time I got to high school, I wasn't really getting picked on anymore. I was somewhere in the middle. It still kind of stuck with me, that, I, that, I, that feeling that I had from others, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it fucking really hurts you. Uh, so I, I could honestly say I never. To wrap up your question, you picked asked on me real, one person. Well, no, to, to wrap true. up the question you asked me, you know, I I made sure that I didn't let my. I, I fought for years and years uh, to this point to make sure that um, that I wasn't defeated mentally. That I right. That I'm going to uh, persevere through whatever because every it always so far everything's worked out. Fine, and now so. you're nominated for an Emmy. There you go. Yeah, right. And the guy who is bullying you, bullying you works at the gas station. Take that, Tommy John Thompson, whatever your name was. <laughs> Tommy John <laughs> Little Tommy Johnson. <laughs> Tommy, speaking of Tommy Johnson, Tommy, what's in the news this week? Oh, a lot of news. A lot, a lot of news. news. Tommy Rockstar. News. And that's the news. And that's the news. And that's the news. Tommy, by the way, you look great. I'm happy for you that uh, you went to Guns N' Roses. And, Thank you. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, people are busting your balls about too many Guns N' Roses pictures. And honestly, you know, I busted your balls, too, but I can't get enough of it. Keep posting Aww. it and keep on trucking, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. Look, y here's a guy. People are jealous. Here's a guy living his life the way he wants to live it. And Try people it. sitting in front of their computers going, like, hey, more Guns N' Roses. Fuck that. You're doing well, a great job. Thank man. you. But technically, I'm doing both of those things. So. <laughs> <laughs> in between uh, Guns N' Roses posts, Tommy's like, this world is garbage. Yeah, I just I was talking to my I was talking to my partner today at work, and I'm like, dude, what a fucking moron! All all day long, I just post Guns N' Roses in the world's most horrid news. Yes, what the fuck is wrong with me? Wait, did we? It's get like an, the best and the worst. Did thing we ever. get a turkey update? What's going on? Let's talk turkey. We There's a lot going on in Turkey right now. So I want to know: are the are the people taking over radicals? We don't know. Are they? We don't extremists? know. We're gonna find out after the news. It's the military. 
Exactly. But are they like religious extremists? No, it's a coup. It's they're protesters. They're the because people. I think I don't know. Turkey what's is I'd... a laid back place. You could go to Turkey and chill out. Yeah, it's, it's always very it's, nice. Is Turkey a democracy? I think it's. It it's, be. Very, it's, it's a Muslim officials. state that's a democracy. Yeah, yeah, democratically so. elected officials. Right, and it's completely tourist friendly. Right. Well, today we're going to start right. with na- we're going to start with national news. If you guys can cope. All right, here's some like national lo- news All with right, Tommy Rockstar. <clears throat> The mania surrounding Pokemon Go continued Thursday as more users found themselves in precarious situations while playing around with the augmented reality game. That's right. I found Pikachu right here in my garage. <laughs> <Pikachu. Mario>. <laughs> <laughs> in San Diego, two men fell off a bluff while playing the <laughs> smartphone game. Yikes. While f- uh, in further north in Anaheim, a player uh, was stabbed by a group of men in a park recently. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the they inc- tried to take his Pokemon? <laughs> I think so. The incident came as law enforcement agencies across the nation are reporting a plethora of Pokemon-related attacks right. and odd happenings since the game was <laughs> released. You know, I have an opinion on this quickly that I mm-hmm. think this is all like a panic, uh, Pokemon think piece bullshit. Like, think uh, piece. Y- y- oh, my God. I read some college-level paper about Pokemon Go today. I want to throw my computer out the window. Wait till you hear this. And he's a friend of mine. I don't want to say who it is, but it's like just like this. If Mario, listen, I think Mario thinks my posts are too verbose. The vocabulary is like got tier one. You got to see the tier five level words in this article. Some Connor Kilpatrick stuff? No, even worse. (laughs) And the guy's like 23. And it's this Pokemon thing about, like, you know, you can't, they try to relate it to what's going on in the world. It's like unreadable. Somebody hired me to write something. People want to hear about pizza. Wait a minute, time out. We're talking about Ryan's Emmy Award <laughs> nomination. Didn't you get published this week in a, in a, in a piece, John Houlihan? I was. Uh, I was published in a, uh, a, a great website called The Brick Underground, which does, like, New York real estate. Really good. It's, it's a quality website. If you're looking for an apartment or something, you should, like, look at this. You know, they have the lowdown on all the uh, real estate around New York City. And I, I just wrote one thing. Here's how it started. I wrote one thing in someone's thread that said, I get a break on a house. Long Island stinks. Thank you. <laughs> that was your quote. <laughs> so I, then I get a message and, uh, from someone who writes for the Brick Underground. She says, my editor thinks that's hilarious. She wants to put it in an article. I said, okay, go, go for it. And she put it in the article. And then uh, she called me for a separate article, which right. is pretty much about the same thing, about leaving uh, New York with kids. And according to my wife, I got everything wrong. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I talked to this lady for, uh, you know, a good probably uh, more than a half hour. And, uh, yeah, if you go to brickunderground.com, you'll see me talk about Very how, nice. you know, it's kind of boring. Uh, you know, I just uh, my parents gave me a slight break on the house, you know, maybe uh, a few thousand less than what it actually I'm cost. I'm surprised they didn't want to hear from me, the real estate mogul. And how we were looking in Levittown and Long Island and Greenpoint, which we should have done. I, I, there was a, like a three-family brick house in Greenpoint. Oh, you mean you'd be oh, a millionaire? Well, yeah, for I'd sure. be a freaking millionaire. I <laughs> but you love up. Queens, dude. I'm, I'm like yelling. She's like, "No, we should buy it." I'm like, "You crazy?" I'm like, "Like back then, I'm like, buy something? Are you nuts? Like it doesn't make any sense to me." I know when houses cost like a hundred, hundred fifty thousand. I'm like, "That's too yeah. much." If that I didn't have my wife, tell- that's too much. Telling me what to do, I wouldn't have this house. Like she's really, you know, then you wouldn't have the- a barrage that you're in right now. I wouldn't have anything. I'd still be living in an apartment like a, like a jerk. No offense. Right. <laughs> Closing the door on the bar across the street. 
Well, of course. Yeah, and she put night. pajamas, but I was totally, I don't wear pajamas. I was in my underwear every time I went over. <laughs> it was like a biker bar, a Coke bar, and Sluggo. It Here was comes a that nut job in his underwear again. I, I would go over there and just close the door. I'm like, I have a baby. And the, the lady would be like, the lady actually, the bartender lady felt bad for me all yeah, the time. Yeah, she understood. Yeah, she well, understood. According Nobody to ever kicked my ass. I'm ready to fight. Well, according to this report, uh, firefighters rescued two men who fell over 100 feet off the crumbling sandstone bluffs right. of Encinita, California. Oh, they lived. They did. I tell you, these writers cannot wait to like write about Pokemon deaths. They, they're <laughs> yeah. like chomping at the bit. Chomping or chopping at the bit. The men who were in their early 20s were playing Pokemon Go at the time and were likely let off the cliff when they were trying to catch characters, said Sergeant Rich Eaton of the San Diego Sheriff's See, Police Department. bullshit. What are they? They're holograms. What are they? They're, like, they're not even real. It's, got, a, it's augmented reality, I right? I got two things about this. The other night I dropped off my uh, associate, Mr. Fang, at the drain yes. uh, when he was on his way home. And there's a park there that has a significant landmark in the, for the local area. Right. And there was like 75 yeah. kids walking around with the phones. I'm I not saw a, them all in This fleshing. is not hyperbole. This is the truth. And they're saying that a lot of speaking of these monuments, because the monuments and the more populated areas is what's attracting uh, the bigger things to happen. Right. Whatever that is. And they're saying that kids are walking around Auschwitz and uh, Jesus. the Vietnam Memorial, uh, places like this, because they did Right. They, they, busy. They, they, you the gotta, algorithm you, is not... Uh, <laughs> It's not realizing that it's uh, no, they're position. just they're anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I, I do admit that I downloaded the app and I have been catching some Pokemon. Have you really even played? Yeah, you know, and I'm not that into it, but uh, I will turn it on once in a while and try to catch a Pokemon. Oh, Listen, I'm only human. Well, the, oh, wait, the waiter, at, I'm sorry, Tommy, the waiter at the restaurant the other day is really into it. And he's saying it's places like the the Paramount Theater by work. It's a concert theater, right? And it's like him and some other and the other not gangs, but um, whatever you're part of. You can choose three gangs the or team. some teams to be a part of. Yeah, I haven't get, got to that they level keep, yet. They keep like fighting to take it over. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, dude. They're, there's oh, it's gonna be gang wars. Fifty people and Mario attested this last night on the triangle by Hairdo's house. Yeah, right. Standing all around. I don't know what the hell they're I doing. I rolled down my window. I said, I got Pikachu in the backseat. Get in here. <laughs> well, Come here, little boy. <laughs> oh, no. Check this out. Uh, meanwhile, in Auburn, New York, a man told police that he swerved into a tree Tuesday night right. while playing Pokemon Go. Uh -huh. The 28-year-old player suffered no serious injuries. However, the entire front of his car was mangled in the crash. Why would he even admit it? Just be like, oh, I looked down at my phone. Oh, yeah, I was playing Pokemon Go. Because he... People well, who write these articles are dying for, like, Pokemon disaster because it's, it's newsworthy and gets mm -hmm. clicks. Uh, well, in New York Police Commissioner Bill Bratron... Uh, Fucking asshole. You know, you remember on this show when Bill Bratron became the police commissioner? And he gave a great speech about how uh, he was going to... what he was going to do. And I sat here on this radio show and went, you know what? I believe the guy. Right. I think he'll do the right thing. He's totally fucked everything up, and he's a dick about it. Well, check this out. According to this, Fuck he, him. he blasted the public's use of the game, stating, quote, this is a craze of one of the stupidest ones I've ever seen. Right. No judgment here. I haven't the faintest interest in that stupid craze, and frankly, I don't understand it. Who said this? Bill Bratron. Uh, right. See, he's an angry dude. Yes. An angry dude from Boston. Adding, I think too many people Douche. have been watching zombie TV shows on TV, and basically our millennials seem to be fascinated with making themselves walking zombies. Oh. Whether it's the Special K or the Pokemon, they've they got to get it. However, Spratron's statements come as two New York City police officers yeah. were busted on duty playing uh, the game. Of course. The boardwalk. When a Queens man who Snapchatted the officers uh, caught them 
uh, catching Pikachu and friends while on patrol. That was funny because the murderer ran right past him. <laughs> I forgot to catch him. Listen, man, I'm not one of these all cops suck guys, but I watch them in their natural environment. Yep. All day at Penn Station and in the city. And, uh, you know, they're, they're kids. They're normal people. They're constantly on their phones. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. what you expect. It's a job where you literally sit around for eight hours doing nothing. You know, I agree with that. Waiting, that waiting of course for they're going to be on their phones playing Bejeweled right. Blitz or Candy Crush or Pokemon Go. Crime scene. The report says the cops who... And then uh, once in a while you, you wake up and shoot somebody and that's <laughs> it. And then you go on vacation. The report says that the cops who were patrolling the area to keep kids from hurling rocks ended up bonding with the kids and over the game and, and, and became engrossed themselves. I think, you know, I'm, I'm a cynical guy. Uh, people oh, they're outreach to the community. People are too cynical. These kids are going outside. They're messing around. You know, good. Whatever. It's a game. I, t I, I told Aiden today, I said, uh, you, did you catch Pokemon? He goes, no, I don't have the game. I'm like, what? John Robert. No, God he bless does? Aiden. He he stands up for individualism. That's right. He's uh, not a he's not a sheep like the rest of these. So kids. I said, why don't you have the game? And he goes, I don't want to get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cautious individualist. In in local news, <clears throat> more than two dozen people were sickened in an apparent mass drug overdose <laughs> on a local New York City street corner, sparking warnings from the police and health officials about the dangers of using K two. Oh, this freaking thing. People are zombified. Forget Pokemon Go. They're all laid out on the street. Pretty much the same story. Pretty much the yeah, same story. Yeah, exactly. Right? Gotta it's catch just, them all. It's physical and or uh, technological. Uh, also known as synthetic marijuana. Right, and they gotta stop calling it that because it has nothing to do with marijuana. Just, they take this plant right. and uh, they make it like China and then they, uh, when it gets here, this is why it's hard to regulate the influx of it, the import of it. Right. When, it when it comes here, it's harmless and then some jadrul sprays it with chemicals like no, in Brooklyn no. and everyone gets goes nuts. Oh, they try to make it stronger. They put some PCP on I it. I told my kids, they'll stay away from that crap. They raided a bunch of stores. They couldn't find one packet. No, they knew they were coming, so what the hell? Hide well, where are they hide getting it from? Hide it where? The cops First of all, it comes as a legal... It's an incense. It's meant to be burnt. It's not meant to be smoked. Right. Well, well, according to this, call started coming in Tuesday morning that numerous people appeared to be overdosing in the Bed-Stuy neighborhood of Brooklyn. Witnesses reported seeing victims lying on the sidewalk, <laughs> shaking and leaning against trees and fire hydrants. In all, 33 people were taken to area hospitals with non-life-threatening injuries. Right. Uh, it was not immediately clear what drugs the victims had ingested, but police... Well, they're all in the same corner, foaming at the mouth, having <laughs> seizures. What the hell, you know. Uh, a bad batch. Local resident Dennis Gonzalez told uh, TRNN that K2 use in Brooklyn is out of control, saying, quote, it's gotten out of hand. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a protest where actual uh, members of the community came out and were like, this is fucked up. Well, it said the health department issued a statement Tuesday saying it recorded a spike in K2-related emergency room visits uh, connected to the incident in Brooklyn, adding, we are here to remind New Yorkers that K2 is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, K2 affects the Don't same. Don't take K2, drive, and play Pokemon <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go at the same time, says uh, Commissioner William Bratron. <laughs> Broken windows, dick. Basically, in closing, it says K2 affects the same areas of the brain as marijuana as it contains chemicals made in laboratories and sprayed onto dry leaves. Right. These chemicals are not derived from marijuana plant. No, uh, it's nothing to do with marijuana. Uh, to read past the paywall, please subscribe to our monthly news plan. It's Oops. like you get a bag of cement and spray chemicals on it. You're like, here, smoke this. And like, cement is a problem. Cement's not the problem. It's these fucking idiots. Listen, it's summertime in the city. Pe disenfranchised people have always lost their mind on something. It's like this 1977, the son of Sam, it's K2. Like, 
We always remember back in the day in Queens, you always knew when a bad batch of PCP would come out because for, a, <laughs> two, for two weeks, and then the heat would affect it, so everybody had to hide it in their freezer. But for two weeks, everybody would be walking around in what you call the, 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 uh, the circle. You just keep walking around uh, in the same way. The what same do you mean the heat would affect it? If the heat, if it got too hot, you it would, it lose, would lose its potency. Its potency really? Yeah, yeah. So you had to keep it frozen. Interesting. People, you walk. People would walk around with little coolers. How much keep, PCP did you do? I didn't do any PCP, sir. My alter ego, uh, <laughs> the guy I made up, who uh, Wario comes to the show every Bersaro. week, might have some experience. But me, what do I know about these things? You just saw what was going on in the neighborhood. Yeah, but I got some special K uh, or K two. What is it? You want to try that? When you see Fud walking around in the circle, you know there's a bad batch. <laughs> hey, goosh, goosh. Forget about you. forget about drinking dead people's liquor. Here, smoke this. <laughs> Tommy, you're first. What? I'm not drinking that. <laughs> smoke it, baby. All right, fine. I'll smoke it. And then we have one last. We have one last story. What is it, In a more lighthearted news, and this is our final story. A man by the name of Data Puge, guilty, the Indian man who achieved worldwide fame in 2013 when he commissioned the production of a six-pound shirt made entirely of gold. <laughs> what? Is that the one-pound fish guy? No, totally different guy, dude. Was beaten to death by a gang in the Indian city of Pune earlier this morning. That's not funny, man. No. That's uh, light? Th yes, this is the last story. According to local TRNN sources in India, uh, as per the Times of India, the gang who attacked Puge uh, hacked him with a sickle before using large stones to bludgeon him to death. The, <laughs> the BBC reports that the police stated up to 12 men were involved with four men, including a relative, were under arrest. And why'd they beat this guy to death? Because he had a gold shirt. They took his shirt? To take it? Is it robbery? No, this guy was supposed to... Or they were annoyed that he was so, uh, you know, exactly. opulent. The latter. Huh. He yeah. should just, like, go into his shirt like a turtle and, and hide. <laughs> police a golden say that, turtle. Police say that Puge's 22-year-old son... Witnessed golden turtle is the worst Limp biscuit tape. <laughs> golden turtle is the worst P <laughs> Pikachu, Pikachu that exists. I got the golden turtle. They said the man's son witnessed the murder but was not part of the attack. However, reports differ on how the gang was able to attack the man. Uh, police said that they abducted the man from his home on Thursday night, but it, police inspectors said authorities believe that Puge might have been lured away from his home. Uh, police believe that the motive behind the attack... Uh, was his jacket made out of Pokemon? ...on the man who worked in banking uh, was due to a dispute over money. In 2013, Puge... De detailed his gold obsession to the BBC. Oh, so he already owed somebody some money. I think that's And then the you deal. see this guy walking around town with a golden jacket, and you're like, screw this. <laughs> By the way, Carlin Reed with the uh, Pokemon puns. One Tokemon over the line. <laughs> I'd like to buy the world a Pokemon, and I started a Jokemon. Oh, those puns are the best. <laughs> I, love, I love a good pun. Hey, guys, guess what? Pokemon. Is that... That's the news. Is that the news? That's the news. Oh, that's the news. And that's, that's the news. news that's everybody. the news. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was Tommy Rockstar nude. John Hooley. And that's John Hooley. And that's the news. 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 Good job, Tommy. I'm happy for you. And, you know, I'm your Guns N' Roses adventures are mint deluxe. Thanks, bud. I think you're pretty mint deluxe I am into it. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of the band. But it's brought me kind of back to my uh, childhood, in a way. Yeah, man, that's exactly what it's all about And that about Appetite for, for Destruction album is fucking mint. Pretty mint, right? Yeah.
I don't know about that. Well, you're 54. You step off. 54. And now breaking news with Tommy Botstar. I'm Tommy Botstar, and here is the news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Hey, guess what's next? Hey, Ryan. Hey. How's it going, man? I don't know. Emmy Award nominee Ryan Collison has step taken time out of his busy schedule to uh, play a game with us uh, this week. We, we never know what the game is. I and believe Ryan... in giving back to the people. Ryan, this is your friend, Conan Neutron, <laughs> hoping that you cherish your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. I forgot about Ryan's birthday page. Mr. Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, hey, this is uh, Cassius calling yet again. Uh, Cassius, hey, Cassius, you're, you're our weekly caller. We like it. How's it going, man? <laughs> hey, all right, all right. Um, I, I, I live here in Bed Stuy, and I, I gotta, I gotta make a correction. I'm, I'm sick of hearing Bed Stuy badmouth with this. This K two story, right? That those, those people were staggering around at Myrtle and Broadway. They're on Broadway. That, that's the that's, uh, that's the border between between Bushwick and Bedstuy. I, I, I figured, just, yeah, yeah. I'm so sick of everyone making it sound like like it's right in the heart of Bedstuy. Or you know, it's it, it's it's in Bushwick. That's it, where they're that's it's where they're in collapsing it, in the street. Yeah, and, it I, didn't happen on Thrope and Quincy, right? It's Bed Stuy. If no, you if you want to no. if you want to sell your house, if you're renting an apartment to a hipster, you, it's Bushwick. Oh man, dude! <laughs> right, it's right, all you know. Right. The, you know, it's weird. Like the lines in New York City, you figure it'd be all like drawn out. They're really not, and they just make up neighborhoods. Like I, I lived here my whole life. I don't know what the fuck Turtle Bay is. That's some made up bullshit. There's no such thing as <laughs> Turtle Bay. You know, I just caught three well, Pokemon at Turtle what, Bay. What is Turtle Bay supposed to be near? Uh, it's like on the east side, on like first day. Listen, Manhattan is two miles wide. You mean like near, near Kips Bay. Right. right? Uh, two miles wide by 11 miles long. Guess what? The whole neighborhood's Manhattan. There's, <laughs> there's, there, there's, there's downtown, there's midtown, there's the Upper West Side, and there's uptown. That's it. Dude, I apologize, but I just copy and paste that shit from BuzzFeed, so don't, you know, whatever Co-ho, they say. bro ho It's all nonsense. Oh, no, I know, I know. Thank you. Um, it, it is. It is really weird, though. I guess the culture of, take, of taking the K two developed right there because there's, there's two or three bodegas who tenaciously just kept selling it. They refused to stop selling it, so right. it created some weird subculture of these idiots collapsing around on the sidewalks and roaming around. And you know, and it's only I, like five really weird. five bucks a packet. How much money can the bodega make that they're like, you know what, we're going to defy the cops and keep selling it? You like, make four dollars in every pack. <laughs> right. I, I'm, not right. Even, I'm right. not even joking. Like, uh, like, what does it take? How much profit could it be? Right. How, How much many, could you possibly be breaking in? Because it, now the city went and and just rammed everything up their behinds. Like, like took away their their rights to, to sell booze and cigarettes. Like, yeah, just reamed these places completely. Right. I, Which I they mean, should. I don't know. Am I am I getting old? And I'm saying, am I? That's like a you know, I'm a libertarian idea. Like, yeah, they can sell sell whatever they want, and I guess they should be able to. I don't know, man. This no, is, this I mean, not 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 when it has the potential to to really damage people. Like, yeah, like yeah, this, this item. I mean, these people are serious, literally staggering around the streets. That you know, their minds are being really altered. Not in a not in, a, in an in an expansive way at all. You know, like this. Yeah. There's some real damage Cassius, being done. To Cassius, you've seen the people on this stuff? 
No, no, have no. S- I, I, don't, I don't live that far from that intersection. Have but s- I haven't. I haven't. I got to admit, I haven't. Have you seen the K two? Like be funny. Can you get me some? <laughs> I, actually, I hang I can, out. There's a bar there called uh, Bazaar, and I, I right. actually grew up in Bushwick. I grew up not far from there. And when I go back to Bazaar for an art show or something, there's always it's hot, and, and and there's always people look like they lost their mind. It's just part of <laughs> summer in the city, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, and and right by that intersection, it's still pretty darn ghetto. Yeah, there's 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 like a real uh, motorcycle kind of gang club area. Right, right. You know, the headquarters right by there, and yeah, there's so it's 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 the hardcore hipster mix with the the Latin. What, what you always was you know, there. Real gang area and. What belongs there? What should be there? What was the? They got all pushed down into the underneath the L train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still it's still a well, I loud, still, rough, obnoxious area. I still contend when whenever, whenever you have a uh, an L an elevated train over a neighborhood that blocks out the sun, you're looking for trouble. It makes right. it makes everything right. like dingier, darker, and, yeah, and ugly, more desperate. Ugly, yeah, real harsh. Yeah, and you feel like you're under that canopy, and it's like your own world. I, I don't know. I, you know, anytime there's an L train, you're in big trouble <laughs> underneath that thing. There's trouble. I think the same thing about yeah, the yeah. High Line. You know what else is big right, trouble? Yeah, I, the shade and darkness always encourages crime. And yeah, why not? You feel like right. you're like the helicopters yeah. can't get you. I have another. Right. Ba- I have some more bad news for you. I think I've lost the entire Ryan Game soundboard page. That's not possible. It's gone. What? You can't do Uh-oh. that. Can't find it. Oh, it's just gone. That that is not good. So I've Cash looked is- everywhere just now, and I, I it's I, Google that shit, yo. I can't Google it's DRI. Gone. I got to redo it. <laughs> well, you know, John, that actually works out because I have. Seriously, you want me to try to get some K two for one of you? No. Yeah, yeah. No. You, hang on, caller. I'll get your address off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to send you the tickets to Dangerfield. You forgot to give me your agent. That's right. right. Last week. I have yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still expecting them. Yeah. yeah. Come on. K two. K two for Dangerfield tickets. Uh, the exchange will be happening on uh, uh, what is it Bedford Avenue and uh, I'll meet you under the L train <laughs> Manhattan, in the shadows Man- Manhattan <laughs> Avenue and uh, whatever that street is that's under the L Broadway or something they're like actually making a park underground under the tro- in the abandoned trolley uh, stations that that should be fun and yeah the- yeah it already exists you're talking over in the LES right I think I thought there was a, a, a proposal to put one on an abandoned trolley station I th- it does well, exist they, there is an underground playground there's already there's already an underground park um, over on Essex, the entrance is on Essex Street, near near Delancey. That's got to be an, uh, an, uh, an uh, a recipe for disaster. What could happen there when it goes into disrepair? Well, I I, I I met this girl who works down there, and she told me all about it. It sounds like it, they keep it in really great shape, and it's it's only open on the weekends, and it's right. it's kind of like a it's like a new agey kind of experience. There's nothing. It's not like the city just set it up and then left it alone. There's people, workers always down there kind of watching over everything and guiding people around if they want, they want to be I, kind of taking a little tour. And It's not like a playground. What I hear the buildings like playgrounds no. and I, I guess if it's a winter and it's a dreary day, you could always go to underground playgrounds. Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I, just, I haven't gone yet, but it uh, sounds really cool. Some like abandoned like subway kind of tunnels or... I always think that it's going to go back in cycles, and then when New York has got one of these 70s phases, all these places are going to become 
uh, denizens for bad doing, and everything's going to go down the toilet. You like live in a John Leguizamo <laughs> movie or something. Did you see those guys shooting the fireworks that you had posted, John? Uh, yeah, from 1994. That was 94. That wasn't too long I, ago. It is too long ago because I just was posting Luscious Jackson stuff that nobody likes, and that's 94. You know what that is? That's 22 years ago. But New York in yeah. the 70s and 80s yeah. was crazier than that, if you have to I don't know. It. Early 90s is like drool heaven. Yeah, I nobody guess anything could, goes. Anything went, you know. So I cannot find the Ryan Game page. Well, I John, that's lost okay. it forever. I'm kind of crazy. I've got the new music for the Ryan Game. All right. So it all works out. Let's do it. Hey, Cassius, thanks a lot for calling in. Do you have anything to uh, plug or anything? What are you doing? No, no, <laughs> not right now. No. <laughs> not right uh, now? Okay. Just clearing bed good name. <laughs> clearing the name. Thank you very much, Cassius. <laughs> Cassius yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks, you're, you're, a popular, you're a popular caller. Everyone loves you. Call in every week. Thank you. <laughs> Later, dude. There he goes. There's I Cassius. forgot his address again. Cassius I'll never get my K2. Bedford-Stuyvesant. He walked through Bedford-Stuy alone, just like Billy Joel. I, I cannot believe does. I've lost the fucking Ryan game page. What about? I don't have my bells and whistles. Did you lose the files? I, uh, no, I have oh, to. I, I would have to find them somewhere. all individually. He'll find it. He'll find it. Why can't we just do it from memory? That's crazy, man. What the and hell? Now happened? for a game. Well, Sing it, Mario. I don't oh, know. Well, it. I'm sorry, everybody. I'll try to get it together next week. You That's don't the, know. I don't about get the Ryan game. The Ryan game. Like this, I know all there is to know about the Ryan game. The Ryan game, <sighs> I've had that was pretty my good. Share of the Ryan game, you have a good voice, John. <sighs> All right, Ryan, what's in the game this week? You have a great voice. <laughs> Who wants to chooch a millionaire? I oh, do, yeah. I do. Who wants to chooch a millionaire? I hear the music already. <laughs> sing some more for me, John. Come to my house and sing me to sleep. Mario, it's time to sleep. <laughs> and through it all. <clears throat> oh, man. So... We are all going to work together. The three of you will work together in this. All right. We're all on the same team. 15 questions. They will each get progressively harder, and you'll have a choice to either take the prize, (laughs) answer the question, and try and get more, or... Use one of your lifelines. <laughs> if you fail, is there going to be question, a banker <laughs> offering us things? Yes. No, that's the other show. What's a lifeline? <laughs> we get to call someone. The lifelines are this: uh, two of the four answers will be eliminated. You get to ask the chat the chat box, or you have fifteen seconds to Google the answer. All right. Should I cover up the chat box? During this, so I don't see answers if someone has an answer. Yeah, that's fine. All right, I put the crap on crap lip. You don't cheat. Yeah, but you know, I could also always oh. just glance down on accident. So right. Let me put the crap not crap list over the chat box here. Okay. All right, are you guys ready to play? Oh, God damn it! The fan is blowing away. Here, here's who wants to be a choose. <laughs> Question number one. Hold on. For one Zeppelin. One Zeppelin. You <laughs> got that right, right? You lost oh, your chat right. box. Uh, I'm not going to look. I guide. just won't look. How many rings are on the Olympic flag? Is it four, five, six, or seven? Who do we start with? 
It's all of you working Wait, together. I've all right, done, so I've done this logo. Guys, hands down, it's five. It's yeah, five. I, I, agree I agree with Tommy Rockstar. Yeah, yeah, it's three on top, two on the bottom, or whatever the opposite. Yeah. All right, final answer. Final answer. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Tommy working the sound, dude. It was a, I got I lost LT signal for you a second. You are a real associate producer here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You've been inspired by Mike uh, Mike uh, Liss. I got to turn him up a little bit. Yeah, 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 please do. Question number two: What color is vermilion a shade of? That would be. Is it blue? blue yellow. Blue. Come on, Mary. You're the art teacher. Blue, green. Or red. <laughs> I love the sound. I say blue. My fellow musicians. Are you sure? Now, wait a minute, guys. I'm in the merch business, so I should know this, and yeah. I have no clue. You know, I thought yellow uh, as a first instinct. Are you sure, Mario? I'm thinking Marillion. red. I'm thinking red, dude. No, it's not red. No, he does, he's not sure. It's blue. Oh, man. I, all right. I'll go with the art teacher, but I swear to God, I think it's yellow. Are you going to trust Mario? Yeah. I have to. All right. Is that your final answer? Final answer? I, uh, I, I have no choice. Correct answer is red. Ah, oh, I was right. Shit. I was right. Thank you for playing the Ryan game. Who oh, wants to be so a vermillionaire? How much did we win? How you, much did we lose? Oh, and that was for a slice of pizza, too. Vermillion. Right. Vermillion. I should know this right, shit. Let's move I'm so on. Sorry. Anyway. Let's keep going. To all my art teachers, I apologize. Let's pretend we got that right. <laughs> did the chat box I just want to hear this song. It's the funniest thing ever to me. I don't know what. <laughs> so ominous Something's gonna happen soon Alright, are you ready? Question number two Question number two For a slice of pizza Where can you find The London Bridge today? Is it A In this. London Right B In Ireland C In Texas or D in Arizona. All right, guys. I know the answer, but it's up to you. Do you want to? If you know it, let's hear it. Tommy. Wait, wait, tell us it what you think it is first. Hands down, in Arizona. The London Bridge is Why? in You're Arizona. Why? You're talking about the replica. I remember seeing a Modern Marvels episode on History Channel, and that's where they've relocated it to Lake Havasu. Did we Arizona. win it in the war? Apparently. I don't know. What do you guys? I'm think? with Tommy. I'm with Tom. I, I know, know that there is a replica of the London Bridge. Somewhere in the United States. It's not the real London Bridge. I don't know. Why would it still be in London? What, there was no flood. You're outvoted. I believe Tommy. We're, uh, let's do it. Final I think, answer. I think brick by brick they relocated it to uh, Lake Why? Havasu Why? There was a giant flood in the no, Thames? No, some asshole bought it. And, no, uh, because we won. We took the bridge. No, they were on our side, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your final answer? What do you guys say? Final, final answer. answer. Mario says no. I say no. I have total faith in, in Tommy Rockstar here. He's been all over the world. The London Bridge is currently in Arizona. Yeah, baby! It was falling apart, and a millionaire bought it and had it shipped to the great state of Arizona. Wow, wow. what a dick. What a chooch. So why not like, donate it to a museum or something? Too correct. And I can't believe I got that right, bro. I believed you the you whole time. You still have all your lifelines. I like that. Good for Jay you guys. For why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? <laughs> Question number three. <laughs> That's funny. That's so stupid. 
This is the dumbest so radio dumb. show on earth. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I love the Ryan game. <laughs> Who starred as the six million dollar man? All right, that would be Lee Majors or Lee Harvey Oswald. Is it Lee Majors? Oh, sorry, God. Don Adams, <laughs> a great actor in his own right. Tom Selleck. All right. Ooh. Or David Hasselhoff. The six million dollar man, hundred percent. Lee Majors. You guys agree with me? Wait a yes. minute. We got to go with the oldest man in the room. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, Final answer. Yes. Lee Majors. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, a different key. Oh. Here's another one. That's when you win like the million dollars. Save that one. Or you go to commercial. Yo, Kev. Yo, 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 Kev. Hi. Question number four. In golf, in golf, what name is given to the, th the number three wood? Oh, I have no clue here. Is it the knife, the spoon? I've seen you play knifey spoony before. The, for <laughs> the fork? <laughs> or the toothpick? Oh, three wood. Well, I don't know shit about this guy, so it's all you. I'll tell you what, a three wood is a uh, Mario. Would you say that's like that's like that's a driving club, right? That's a little bit more of a, less of a loft than uh, more of a loft than a one. The so one is the big one. It would make sense that it would be a spoon. You want to kind of scoop it, right? Other than just drive it four hundred yards. Four? You want to ask the? You want to use a lifeline? Use a lifeline on this one, chat box. Let's go chat box. I don't think anyone in the chat box golfs. What's the other uh, life? <laughs> who, who knows? I mean, Carlin Reed. Google it. Faz Rizzi. Can't Google it. Yes, that's one of our Should we Google lines. it? You can that's one Google of the lifelines? What's the other lifeline? You line? can ask the chat box or you can eliminate two of the answers. All right. I think it's a waste of a chat box to use this. Let's Google it. Let's use that lifeline. All right? All right. Yeah. Let me look up Google. Google yeah. DRI. I wrote H-O-O-D-L. That's... How I, I, tried I think one. it might be the spoon. I can't write, John. Yeah, well, it makes sense. You have 15 seconds. All right, let's go to the lifeline. Starting Threewood. now, go. Uh, oh, man, I'm getting... Six, seven, I'm getting... eight, nine... Yeah, we'll go with spoon. Let's go with spoon. You got 12, that from the Google? 13. The spoon 14, was the wooden shaft of club. Yes, Your final answer. In primarily... Spoon is correct. We shouldn't have yeah. used our lifeline. We should have used common sense. Why? We already lost. We need to use lifelines here. We have 10 minutes left. <laughs> Thank you. It's the, it's the spoon. I'm going to get a point for that. The cat's in the cradle five. and the silver spoon. The little boy boo. <laughs> what spirit yeah, is mixed practical. with ginger beer in a Moscow mule? Oh, I got oh, nothing man. on Where's Brian Music Hall when you need him? Tequila? Gin, whiskey, or vodka? Vodka. Moscow. Vodka, yes, Moscow. I would say vodka. I'm going to go with that, I guess. And that is correct. Biznet. You got, and you made it all the way. Oh, and I forgot to say, you made it all the way to the cannoli. Oh, it looks like we move up Are to we at the last question. Another round. Right. That's a nice Well, cannoli. no, you're not at the end, but you moved on to the next round. Am I going to win a million dollars? So, oh. from this point on, you can either take the cannoli... <laughs> and go, right. or you can try to answer the next. All question. right, can collect it in on this and help us. Yeah, collect it in on this. Put some sure. headphones on. Collect. Ask a chuchet. It's uh, who wants to so be a millionaire? These are gonna be a little bit tougher. This is the commercial break sound. <laughs> question number six. Yeah, collect can be our friend that we phone. 
Carl and the Passions changed their band name to what? Uh. A, The Association. Uh. B, Three Dog Night. <laughs> C, The Beach Boys. Or D, Ooh. the Dave Clark Five. Well, I will say that Carl Wilson is a Beach Boy. That is true, but he does Dave love the association. Dave Clark is Dave Clark. I'm going to go with Beach Boys. I don't know what you guys think. What was it? What was the name of the band? Carl and the Carl and the Surfing Dickheads. Carl and the Passions changed their name. Yeah, they had a big '50s vibe when they started. I should know this. I just saw the Beach Boys. Associates might be for Ryan. The association, you mean? The associates. What are you drinking over there? I want some of that. I'm drinking uh, Mississippi mud. You're starting to slur your words. I told you it would be a good uh, experiment to see what happens between uh, eight and Are we all 11. saying Beach Boys final uh, answer? I'm going to have to go with Beach Boys, I guess. You guys. I might. agree. Yeah, all, right. all right. Beach Boys is correct. Yes. Awesome. Guys, we're going to win a fucking million dollars. What did we win that time? I say we stop at the. Come on, did all your friends hero. leave? What is given? Did, did my wife leave? She's gone? Party time. Oh, finally, right. we can smoke the K2 <laughs> now. The trucks. <laughs> Cassius, get down here with the K2. The wives left. Jennifer on the chat box. Mario is drinking Mississippi mud like full time. <laughs> I don't know what is it. He's, he's constantly sucking down black and tans. Question number seven. It's famous. What is given on Slow the fourth brood. day of Christmas? One pound fish. French hens, lords of leaping, maids of milking, or calling birds. Now, wait a minute, John. You made a song about this. I got this 100% right. It's four calling birds. Four Final calling birds, answer. three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Final answer. Correct. Yeah. Killing this. Oh, and that was for the big ZD, by the way. <laughs> I say we stop at the six foot hero with Capacol. Never stop. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a one pound fish in the sea. I'm quick. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two old crocus tapes and a one pound fish from the sea. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Three secret escapes, two old crocus tapes, and a one-pound fish from the sea I missed my calling On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four Ryan games, three secret escapes, two old crocus tapes, and a one-pound fish from the sea. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Zoot Suit Charlie. <laughs> You're over at Machuline Mike. Three secret escapes, two one old crocus tapes, and a one-pound fish from the sea. Needs to be cleaned On up a little. Sixth day of Christmas, bad, my true love gave to me six nights of judging Zoot Suit Charlie. All right, thank you. Who thank was that? <laughs> Who was that? Refresh my memory, Captain. That was the 12 Days of the Barrage Christmas. By? By me. Oh, that was awesome. You're that so talented, me. Captain. I know. You, you love it. Okay, I'm back. All right, more. Yes. Christmas yeah, in July here in the barrage. <laughs> yeah. 
does. It says Mario Christmas. That's all I. It's yeah. Christmas time in Flushing Queens. My favorite Christmas meal is a ham and cheese. Okay, let's move on with the game. <laughs> We're up to the sixty-four thousand on YouTube. Question number eight for the Sviadel. 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 In the song "The Waltzing Matilda," oh what is a jump back? A jump buck. That's a train that Tom Wage jumps onto when he's got a can of beans in his tin hat. <laughs> can you spell it, Regis? J U M J U M B U C K. Is it a sheep? Is it a donkey? Is it the town drunk? Or is it a boomerang? In the in the song "Waltzing Matilda," what is a jump buck? Is it a sheep? Is it a donkey? Is it the town drunk? Or is it a boomerang? A jumbuck? Can you spell it? J-U-M-B-U-C-K. Well, I'm going to go with so town drunk. I'm with you, I think, on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure Tom Waits uh, covering that song has uh, right. In encountered his share of donkeys. Mary, do you have any input on this? Uh, is Dovey in the chat box? By I the way. once had sex no. with a donkey in the hills of Sicily. <laughs> yes, you did. And the middle donkey. Like, I could totally see Tom Waits befriending a donkey and taking him on the rails. <laughs> Does anybody know the line? Can you, you still put have it in two, context? You well, still they, have two lifelines left. How does this song go? Who knows the line? Maybe we should chat box this one. Maybe we should chat box this one. Chat box. Jay Fine, what do you got? Help us out. What is a jumbug? What is a jumbug in the song Waltzing Matilda? Jumbuck. Jumbuck. Come on, chat box. And we saw the jumbucks getting on a tree. Can you pass the K2, please? Jen Fine saying, who doesn't want to befriend a donkey? <laughs> Everyone does. No, the chat box is not helping us at all here. Come on, guys. Come on, man. Google it for us. Nothing. Anybody in the chat box? Nope. I don't even think they listen to the show. I think they just come here to it's talk. It's over. <laughs> All right, let's go with the the town drunk. Town drunk. Let's go for it. Do we still lose our lifeline? I think so. No. Uh, I don't know if you're ever going to get that lifeline. To be honest with you. Go town drunk. Of course, you could always walk away with the uh, with the baked ziti. With the baked ziti. No, you're playing for the shvoyadel. I'm Did not a walk? big. Oh, sheep, 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 sheep. Is that your final answer? Yes. Bobo is in the chat box. Is adamant so adamant. Jump up. He yeah, wrote sheep with sheep, three exclamation points ten times. There are bucks that jump over when you sleep them. Let's right, go sheep. Sheep is the right answer. Oh, thank you, Bob. You saved us. Yeah, lifeline, that, baby. You got the shvoyadel. <laughs> sending you a package of K2. The next question is for a little shot of Sambuca. Just a Ooh, little. Just a little. Just a little taste, just like at the barber after, shop. Just John, after dinner. John, you hear the step up in the music? <laughs> totally. Do we keep all the other prizes as well? Yeah. We have to give them up eventually to get the mill. I'm not giving up. It's for your Dell. Thank you, Bob. Eating. You saved us. Jennifer got it too. Nice. Who has won the most Oscars? Is it Betty Davis? Lawrence Olivier? Walt Disney or Alfred Hitchcock? This is the question is really hard. Oof. That's why that's the name of this game. They get harder as they go. 
Who has won the most Oscars? Betty Davis? Uh, I'm go with Hitchcock. Lawrence Olivier? I don't think so, Colette. Walt Disney? I'm, I'm leaning Alfred Disney. Hitchcock. Colette, what do you think? You're mumbling, Colette. <laughs> no one can hear you unless you Come over here and drink with me, Colette. Come on. Have a shot. I don't know, guys. You could uh, uh, you walk think away it's with Walt the, Disney. You could use a lifeline. You could walk away at the Shvoyadel. You think Walt Disney might have won a well, lot this for is, his we're movies? Not, we're not walking away from anything ever. Do you think Walt Disney might have won a lot just for his movies? Does yeah. It, do you win the Oscar if it's? What do you have to be? The director? The? No, he won one for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> You're saying Walt Disney won an Oscar for Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse won an actual Oscar. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Are you are you saying the collective estate of Disney and Disney properties like that, Ryan? I'm asking which individual has right. won the most Oscars. Hitchcock, Olivier, Disney, or Betty Davis. Ben I White. think Lawrence Olivier is like the dark horse here for some reason. But I don't know, man. I'm tired. We have four minutes left. I don't know. I'm sticking with my Hitchcock, but Olivier is a good one. I'll go with Hitchcock with Tommy. What's the other well, lifeline we can no, have? Though. Uh, you can uh, eliminate two. Eliminate two is the only one left. Let's right. do that. Yeah, let's let's do eliminate that. two. All right. So eliminate Betty Davis and Lawrence Olivier. Uh, oh, so I thought it was Walt Disney, but I'm, I'm Hitchcock is the director. <laughs> Walt Disney might have won as a writer. What do you think he won? So it's either an animator. It's either Disney or Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, man. Hitchcock made a lot, made a lot of movies. You're so playing for the little shot of Sambuca. Dude, he's made you so many You can walk movies. away with a Shvoyadel or give yeah, me an answer. But you know what? In if the you category, answer and you get it wrong, you only He might get not the, have won. You only I think get Disney wins. Disney wins in animation more than Hitchcock oh, wins that, in movies. Is it yeah, but it's, it, it's like posthumous or, you know. It's who's, no, who has no. won the most It's Hitchcock. Oscars. It's Total. Disney. Tommy, you're the tiebreaker. Hitchcock is going up against a lot of other directors for Best Picture Dude, or whatever. Dude, Alfred Hitchcock. How Still. many Disney pictures of Best Pictures in the 30s? With Mickey Mouse and Fantasia. He could have won for anything. He could have won for anything and still been the guy. guy in the I'm with Tommy Rockstar. It's, it's not animation. It, yeah, I understand, but he didn't say animation. He said all of all time. Yeah, and he wins Oscars for many things and many categories. We Man, have three minutes of the game left. We're split here. Go John, John Houlihan, you're in charge of the show. Go. I'm going to need an answer. Go with Disney. You have no lifelines left. Clip, Trust me. Clip, break the tie. Hitchcock is would too obvious. Would you like to walk away at the Shvoyadel? No. no. Or would you like to try and answer? Tell him, Disney. Hitchcock, Tell final answer. Disney. Final answer is Hitchcock. Oh, I'm so wrong. You are <laughs> not correct. Oh. The answer is Disney. I'm so right. Hitch Never happened, Jack. I, I want it. to continue playing oh. without my partners. Albeit a legend. Hitchcock has never won an Academy Award. Wow. He's never been nominated for an Academy Award. I'm sorry, Whoa. Mario. I'm so dumb. I'm sorry, can, too. can I continue? Disney has uh, won most of no, his Oscars. No, the show's over. Can Disney I get a slow Shush! Down? Disney has won most of his Oscars uh, in the field of documentary, believe it or not. Really? Wow. And wow. shorts. Sir. Ryan, we have one, one last sound, so let's do one last question. One last question? One last question. This is the million-dollar theme, by the way. All right, this is for the... This is for the wedding at Russo's on the Bay. <laughs> oh, my God. I need my that daughter. for my daughter. My daughter. Look at that timpani drum. I, I, I got to get to the big Disney. questions here. Uh, what 1991 film 
What, 90, what 1991 film won Best Film, Actor, Actress, and Director Oscars? 1991. Is it Goodfellas? Is it Dances with Wolves? Is it Silence of the Lambs? Or is it Forrest Gump? Well, I, I will tell you guys, I know Goodfellas did not win. Uh, I think Dances with Wolves won. But the thing is, picture. I agree with you, John, but I think that's in the 80s. No. Oh, well. Oh, is he trying to trick us? Right. What are the other two? What, what 1991 yeah, film out. won Best Film, Actor, Actress, and Director Oscars? Is it Goodfellas? Is it Dances with Wolves? Is it Silence of the Lambs? Ooh. Or is it Forrest Gump? It's not Gump because that came out later. Are you oh, sure? Wolves. Wolves, I thought, came out like 87. No. Dude, you know, they kissed Forrest Gump's ass the whole time. Yeah, but think about actresses. Who's the, the best actress in that movie? Jenny, Hurry up. Jenny? Show's going to be over. 30 seconds. What do you think, Colette? For the wedding at Russo's on the Bay. Forrest Gump. Dances with Wolves. Forrest Gump. Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Jody Foster. We're so it. stupid, though. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Tommy Should Rockstar. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Michael Lisk. Thank you, Colette. Thank you, uh, Patrick Walsh, uh, Brian Musikoff. Thank you, John. Thank Lillian. you, John. We will see you, you next week. And uh, live from the Barrage Radio No, Thank you, everybody. Good and, night, uh, everybody. Then don't be a figure de nudo. Oh, wow. Later. I do have the Ryan game. Fuck. It's under show clothes. I missed, I messed everything up. Public poopers. <laughs> There's two show closes. I have it. I found the Ryan game. We'll see you next week. Because the light was on.